All right, what's good, man? Welcome to the Reflections of a DJ, the Roll Podcast. Um, it's with me, DJ Crooked, Jamie the Great, yeah. DJ D Miles, what up, what up? DJ Never. Yeah, what up, y'all? We got special guests, uh, kind of a East Coast flavor with two of our homies, um, two of the best guys I know, some of the best DJs I know, and two of the funniest dudes I know. Uh, DJ Sean Perry and DJ Eddie McDonald. Thank hey. you for coming. Hey. Through. What up, fellas? Yeah. What up? What's good, fellas? Thanks for coming through. Thanks for having us. Thank you for having nah, me. Nah, nah, nah. Um, Memorial Day weekend. Uh, we wanted to have y'all. So initially, our plan was to have a Memorial Day weekend barbecue. We're gonna have the. So we used to have these legendary barbecues at Nevers. Eddie, you remember this, right? When I remember we, when well. we first moved. Well, when I first moved to Vegas, y'all used to have these, like Thanksgiving dinners and. And mm-hmm. DJ Thanksgiving dinners and uh, DJ barbecues at Nevis Crib. And we were going to try to do one for uh, Memorial Day weekend. The Monday. Yeah, but um, everyone's schedule is kind of fucked up. So um, we were planning to invite y'all and just have like a bunch of mics, pause, and like just have everyone <laughs> just kind of get, you know, come through and get down and just like talk shit or do whatever they wanted. But uh, we couldn't do that, but we wanted to do the next best thing. <laughs> Which was to just have y'all and like kind of fuck around and and just joke around and shit while everyone was in town and everyone was free and shit. Yeah. yeah. But uh, Memorial Day weekend, I think we could all say it's Sunday, so we've kind of gone through it. Mm-hmm. Uh, the home stretch. Yeah, I know. Yeah, Never's been like working like eight gigs in the last four days or some shit. Yeah, something like that, man. You you about <laughs> done? I'm really done. <laughs> <laughs> After this, I'm going home and sleep for the next day and a half. Yeah. You're not hearing about Never for for a minute. Yeah, so um, how was y'all weekend? How was the, I mean, Sean, you flew out. You, you're from New York. I drove out, actually. You drove out here. You're from New York. You lived in Vegas for a little bit, and now you're in L.A. Yeah, now I'm in Cali, a little bit south of L.A., but yeah. And you came and in for Hakkasan, right? Yeah, I came in for Hakkasan. I also came, it's been, it's probably been like, what, a year now that I've been gone, and but I hadn't been back for a gig in like eight months, so it was cool, like, you know, I hadn't done Hakkasan in, I don't even know, over a year. Yeah. But um, that's one of my favorite rooms to play. The energy in Ling Ling Club is just... Yeah, it was popping. Yeah, it's nuts. You know, it's always... I've always liked the vibe of that room uh, better than a lot of, you know... I mean, I don't even know. Should I be naming names or? You could, <laughs> yeah, you can name yeah. Names we could bleep it out. I got you. Yeah. Well, no. I mean, because I'm not even saying bad stuff, but like Heart of Omnia, for example, I always felt like that room's too lit up, and you know, it's just it's like a cozier, like more like party well, like, atmosphere. The Ling Ling room in in uh, Hakkasan feels like like a like kind of like an underground New York club a little bit because the low ceilings, right? Yeah, exactly. And it's just dark and sweaty. I don't know what it is about East Coast DJs. We always love low ceiling <laughs> clubs, right? Just, yeah. The darker the better, the the more intimate and and as far away from the crowd as the DJ booth can be. Like I want a roadmap to get to the DJ booth. <laughs> you know? Actually, you know, the one thing I do like about Ling Ling, I feel um I think me and you were talking about this theme, um, that it's closer to the crowd yeah, than, yeah. than you than, feel like you're right on top of the people. Yeah, so you so feel connected. But it's clo- it's it's not close enough that they can fucking they can touch you. I'd still yeah. shoot myself. I <laughs> <laughs> was I mean you've been doing like uh Avenue and like Tao in, in LA, LA. Yeah, yeah. yeah so like my LA gigs you know they're not that many but I go up there for mostly like Tao group stuff which is like Beauty and Essex and um I mean how is it DJing the LA crowd 
It's it's weird. I mean, it's it. Nah, it just reminds me of New York. You know, it does. Uh, yeah, similar energy. Uh, y- you know what I'm doing? You can't really compare because like these. It's not. I'm not gonna like sugarcoat it. It's not like nightclub shit. I mean, I've done a little bit at Avenue, but it's like, um, well, first of all, all the nightclubs are like really like hip hop now. It wasn't always like that but in L. A. and shit, right? Yeah, and then and uh, Eddie. You were working all this weekend? What's good with you? No, I didn't work at all. I took the whole weekend off, <laughs> <laughs> including tonight. Yeah. No, I was a little under the weather what? all week. Oh, for real? Yeah, so I just... Uh, but you got like a little like management company that you got set up right now, right? Yeah, I mean, that's going to be my exit strategy. I still want to you know, stay in this industry because right. I love it and I have a lot of years invested into uh-huh. it, but I'm getting a little burnt out on the On the, the actual DJing. DJing. Yeah, 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 I mean, it's, it's just it's turning into something that I, I haven't really... I can't really align myself with completely, but I I love the places that I'm involved with as a DJ. Uh Well, I want to talk about that. I want to talk about how that developed and how you got into that shit and and whatnot. Um, D, how was your weekend? Crazy? Yeah, the last three nights have been pretty crazy. Yeah. Uh, Friday uh, with you was, I mean, yeah. You were like the you were like the you were like the uh, the sabotaging opener. <laughs> Please tell us why. Oh, I so, so Friday Friday night I was DJing with D and he was a uh, what do they call this shit now? Supporting. Well, yeah. well, you know what they would do like and, and it's I, like support a, support like set. A, they I would support do set. opening. Well, I know Hakkasan Group was doing it a lot, and they would have like it would be four sets a night. So they would have opening set. Which is open till about eleven thirty, and then they would do the support set eleven thirty till whenever the headliner goes on headlining, and then a closing. No, they didn't do that. Did they? They were doing it in the main room at least. I know they were doing it at, like Hakkasan. Four and, um, DJs. Yeah. Damn, that's crazy. Yeah, four sets, four separate. Wait, sets. wait. So yeah. there's an actual time slot for the support for the actual title of a support yeah. DJ. It was opening, support, headliner. Wait, where did you say this was? I, I know Hakkasan was. Yeah, doing no, it it's funny you said that because the um the sound the light guy showed me an email last night and there was like five names and like we like you know just hour two yeah. hours like fergie used to tell me fergie used to have somebody play before him or he would open the night and then somebody would come on before calvin or something like that so is that how that started the support i think i think so support, support is like it's a, a step up from opening yeah it's it's like it's it like you're not a janitor, opening, it's like no? you're not a janitor <laughs> you're a custodial engineer mm-hmm. it's like oh no i'm not opening i'm the support i think that I'm sounds <laughs> worse right <laughs> that's, yeah, that's, that's pretty, kinda, yeah that's pretty whack <laughs> Support set. support set. That's but, support set. It's like a bra. <laughs> but let's go back to your um, supporting DJ. D Miles. D Miles. I don't think he was even a support. I think he was just an opener. What, yeah. happened, what happened to you guys? <laughs> I don't know. This is a, I'm curious. What this, is Friday? this yeah, is Friday? Yeah, this is Friday night. This is Friday. Friday uh, night. My support DJ, DJ D Miles. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds worse. There's a special like ramp for him to to actually roll up when he starts <laughs> on the support ramp. Yeah. It sounds like a handicap, right? Like I need help. I need is help. handicap the right word, or is yeah, it? Yeah. No, it's not. Is it? Yeah. What else is? is it? Hand, is it disabled. Like, I think disabled they say. is the correct. Uh, handicap is like the, the uh, yeah. Handicap sounds better than this. That was that. Uh, I learned that from Curb Your Enthusiasm. It's like yeah, saying so Oriental. So you went, you went, so you went up the support ramp and yeah. you started the night off. <laughs> the support set, <laughs> support set. No, so like this. So I, I, I get in, pause, and then I, I <laughs> look. First of all, working with D is always a fucking pleasure. You know what I mean? 
And I can't wait to to to, to do my support set for you. <laughs> yeah, you should. Somebody gives you a compliment. Uh, There's some fucked up shit. I can't. I can't wait to hobble up to the club and do my support set for you. And go up the ramp. Uh, yeah, go up the support ramp in the back of the club, the entrance, and then do the uh, do the support set. No, no. So this is what happens. So we're on CDJs, and because YG was performing, and YG's DJ uses CDJs, so we all have to use CDJs. But right um, there, that's a little weird because you're the headliner, right? It doesn't matter. I mean, at this point, I'm, I'm not in shit. You know, YG is the, the main yeah, thing. But he's on for like yeah. 10 minutes. Huh? But I'm saying he's probably he, on no, for actually, like 10 minutes. Actually, no. YG does like a 45 You know what's 10? weird nowadays no is shit. that, and never can, never can attest to this a little bit more because he's been doing, uh, you've been doing more artist performances, yeah, right? Yeah. Some of them do like three songs and then some of them do like 45 minutes yeah, right exactly yeah. and i think at one oak and even like spots like dre's and even light sometimes when they have like uh rick, rick ross, ross. Mm -hmm. or like maybe more seasoned artists like Ludacris or some shit yeah. like that those motherfuckers will do like like, like 45 minutes it's like a mini concert yeah, yeah. i remember when uh, who had i think the bank had ice cube one night yeah and ice cube i guess tours with his wife and like she's his manager or something mm -hmm. and uh i guess the crowd was like just he did three songs and the crowd just wanted a, an encore, and he was about to do it. And his wife is like, "You're not getting paid to do any more songs." Oh, oh. like yeah. here, God forbid, he have some fun, right? Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> that's such a wife move to do. Amazing, right? that's what happens. Just like, uh, 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 you ain't like, what, I, baby? I just want to have some fun. <laughs> yeah, like, they're calling my name. That's crazy. Uh, no, no. So, yeah. So I, I get on, and I don't know what it is, man. Like, I just need like. I honestly need like 10 minutes or 15 minutes to get used to CDJs. Yeah. So I get on and the right CDJ, you ever do that thing where you're like, you know how you like move the dish back on the side to slow it down? Mm-hmm. And when I was doing that, the whole dish was moving. Wait, so the song yeah, you had was it on vinyl. You Wait, you got to switch it from vinyl Wait, to CDJ that's so, mode. Wait, that's so fucking crazy that you're saying this right now. Sorry, am I talking yeah, too No, 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 no. I got no, it. that's crazy that you're saying this because this happened to me all last night and it's never happened to me ever. And it's not a vinyl thing because it was on vinyl. No, what oh, happens really? is that... Uh, I thought the CDJ was fucked up. And it was weird because it'd be happening in the middle of a mix. Yeah, yeah. And then I'd have to, like, clip out of it and start over. Again. Yeah, yeah. So, like, that's exactly what's happening to me. It's got to be a fucked up CDJ, right? So, I was, like... I was thinking, like, maybe it's me. Maybe it's my fucking... That's what Uncoordinatedness. Yeah. After half an hour, I fucked up, like, probably eight mixes. Yep, this was me. And then I was like, I looked at the dude, and I'm like, yo, and then, and I put my hand on the CDJ, and I started moving it around. And if you do that, I think you can kind of tell the spots where it stuck sticks. Uh, and I was, and it was sticking. And usually that happens when motherfuckers spill drinks, drinks yeah, it's and got like shit a, it's on got the like dish. Four shots of Jaeger under there. Yeah. Well, I don't. Probably not Jaeger. I don't know what fucking club you're at. No, well, I, 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 come on. We were stuck like in a DJ maybe, booth with Brian Hathaway for, uh, for many like, years. Maybe like the beach, like 15 years ago. <laughs> no, I, that's what I, <laughs> it was. CDJs. It's like there's the aftershock beach. in there. It's <laughs> gold schlager. So then I, I look at the lighting guy and I'm like, yo, the CDJ's fucked up. And he's like, is it? It is? And he looked at D Miles. He's like, is the CDJ fucked up? And D Miles is like, yeah. <laughs> like, wait, he didn't even tell you this shit. And I looked at him. I'm sabotage, like, sabotage. So you knew it was fucked That's up, but you I didn't did. say anything. I did, but he no, did. he set you up, man. That's you know amazing. So, but Yo, you know what's so bad about it? No, before you even give me your explanation, yeah, 
Can I give? Can I? Can I give the train yes. of thought that was going through his head? Yeah. Okay. This is the. <laughs> This is the thinking process of a supporting DJ, okay? <laughs> Who wasn't supportive at all. <laughs> you are like the antithesis of that word, supportive. Yeah. So I'm not even going to mention the fact that D was like talking to like eight different chicks and we had to like pry him away and be like, hey, is this CDJ working or not? <laughs> I'm not mad at that though. So he kind of was like talking about like, yeah, see, I'm blah, blah, blah. Oh, yeah, what? CDJ? Oh, yeah, that's not working. <laughs> <laughs> He didn't try to help you at all. So I'm over there sweating, you know, like an animal. Bullets. Like fucking rice patty face over here. Dee's making like, out with four chicks. Dee's making out. <laughs> Taking turns. Um, so then, and it, so my pro, my thinking process of him is this. I'm opening, I'm supporting, and I'm playing. Man, this CDJ's kind of fucked up. Fuck it, man. I only got 45 minutes left of my set. <laughs> I'm just going to deal with it, man. I ain't going to go through this whole other shit. <laughs> Am up. I wrong? Not, kind not, of. not all the way. Yeah, yeah. But, not all the well, way. You but know, in doing that, you don't think about, oh, wait, the headliner has to deal with this. And yeah. then YG's DJ has to deal with this. Yeah. yeah. And, that, and that was my fault. <laughs> and I own it. Cause and the then you have to get back on. And you didn't think well, about yeah, the that? thing is, like... <laughs> I played for two and a half hours with this CDJ like this, so I just yeah. got used to it. I was gonna say you just adapt. Like yeah. I, I just realized I have to, you know, like set it off, and it's got to be so perfectly locked. On I the started plan. like on that side. I was just playing with the pitch real heavy. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's exactly what you got. I do. just completely forgot by the time Crooked got on to mention it to him to, See, to warn him. I think that's. I, mean? I think that's normal, and I think that's great when you're doing an opening set. I think when you're headlining and you have all these eyes on you yeah. and the executives. That is the kind of shit like you do not want to fucking deal with. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? But you know what? Th- uh, this reminds me like. But I mean, if I had to deal with it, I would have deal- dealt with it. You know what I'm saying? But it's yeah. just those little things that add up to like right. fucking up a night. But you know? this is some shit that would always go down in New York. Like we always talk about how the equipment's a mess. Like I don't expect it at two big venues out here that that the shit would be fucked up. Oh, I, di- I did an event. Uh, I-, I won't say the name, but I did it. And, and every time I go there, the equipment's horrific. It's horrible. Yeah, but no it, it wasn't like that when you guys first started out here, right? No, no, no. Wasn't I'm talking about in New York. Or was I, it? Oh, well, uh, when you first started, it was probably crap, uh, right? Well, no, everything was on point. Or was it? Well, it was amazing. Eddie, go ahead. Let us know. I don't know. No, I'm no, 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 because Eddie's the all right. One to so go say to. we basically all started it light when we moved out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, the booth was atrocious, but the equipment was functioning. You yeah, know, we had the rain 2016 with the expansion with the crossfader. We had the Denon 2600 and the 1200s. That booth, but the booth was absolutely the worst experience ever. And we we started on vinyl when we started coming out here. But you're saying it's a worst experience because it was a closet. Well, yeah, it's just tough to even. So we had records in there. They had the amp rack in there and the lighting guy. Yeah, you know, you couldn't really take two steps like to do anything. And but, I, but when he, he qu- says that the lighting guy was next to you, I'm talking about like if you moved your shoulders oh, a little bit. Oh, he was parked <laughs> in oh, your no, asshole. Right. Oh, yeah. yes, yeah, you you were, like, <laughs> you, were, you, were you were married in some in fucking it. states. Like yeah. the, the Millennium Falcon had more space in the in the uh, DJ booth. Yeah, that it was, yeah, yeah, it was fucking brutal. Like Chewbacca would have been all up in your ass <laughs> if he was Han Solo flying yeah. that shit. <laughs> Or D Miles Lando, yeah, <laughs> the supporter Lando. <laughs> oh, so so did YG's DJ say anything about that? No, because they yeah, switched so the CDJs out. Yeah, the oh, lighting, oh, yeah that's what I was going to ask. Yo. So you told the lighting guy they got it switched out. Now, did you? Oh, that's right. So you didn't have to be the good Samaritan and 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 pay it forward. Well, well f- first of all, <laughs> I'm not dealing with YG's DJ yelling at me. Right. Like, yeah, how, yeah. what the fuck is wrong with the CDJ? Uh, 
And then second, all right, here's another thing. This dude didn't have any uh, songs in his USB to transition over. Mm-hmm. Talking, about, talking about me. He's talking about yeah. you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's not, you should, you know better than that. And then he started, He so he fished up some song. He fished up one song to transition over. And then once it transitioned, he loaded up a couple more songs. And then when I tried to use them uh, to switch over with YG's DJ, they weren't working. <laughs> he yeah. had he had like special files that were you can only play once and then they self destruct. <laughs> I don't know what the fuck. <laughs> the further on. fuck your life up. <laughs> but but this can be attributed to me not knowing how to use the CDJ properly because you said it was on digital mode. Yeah. So it wasn't reading the USB. Yeah. But it, it was, was it was on a t- completely yeah, different a, line. I know what you're saying. Yeah. yeah. Right. You gotta learn. You got the USB. You keep it on one line for the Serato box and then you got to. Clearly, we've all come up on turntables because these are really basic things we're talking about no but i hit i hit the usb and i and i and i and i i was able to access the songs you can access the songs but the output the actual on the channel you have to it's going into a different uh okay that's you had it on the serato you had it to play serato and that's my fault then yeah it's still my fault because i should have explained it and made sure everything was no 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 to be honest you shouldn't have to i shouldn't know that so that's my fault yeah, uh, something oh. else. I still kind of blame it on you, but <laughs> it's still my fault. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it made you look really bad. You're fucking up eight mixes, and then the crowd, like, well, it wasn't it, the crowd damn. doesn't even move that much. Listen, <laughs> Jamie making it sound worse than fucking instigator over here. You guys just like the crowd guys, wasn't even moving because Jamie it was, was, you, was you dead, Jamie? No, but I was there last time. <laughs> I, they were together. Rich, so Rich and D had a nice breakthrough, and you just fucking had fuel on the fire. Again. Wait, first of all, he acts like I did these mixes, and like this music went out or some shit like yeah. that. Like people didn't. I guarantee know that, that I the this. general public had no idea. Yeah, yeah. okay. That, anything. The general yeah. public. I like that. <laughs> <laughs> general. Yeah. The GA. Yeah, like, like, no one he knows. acts like it's in the movie where they're like, <laughs> <laughs> like <laughs> fucking sparkles come out of the fucking. <laughs> like it wasn't like that. Maybe okay, okay. a song played for an extra verse is what I'm talking about. <laughs> yeah. All right, but yeah. that but that to you fucks with your head big time. I mean, because yeah, that happened to me. On would that fuck up your head a little bit? Yeah. So like last night, I I tried to you know when you double it over, just because I have like one side that I'm more comfortable with. Yeah. And I didn't double it over. I threw on like a different version of it. And I was like, fuck, I let that run too long. And then that kind of can carry over for like, you know, 15 minutes in your head. It's all like psychological. Yeah. You know, along with the CDJ being fucked up. It was, I mean, it was a crazy night. I mean, it was popping. It was fun. It was. It was kind of fun until my supportive, my support (laughs) 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 teacher. And to the light guy's credit, I mean, he he was on point. Like, I think he switched out in like five minutes. Did they switch yours out, Sean, or no? I didn't even say anything. So he but I, 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 yeah, I pulled the D miles basically. <laughs> so just yeah. incredible. Am I wrong? Like, yeah, let me talk to the, to the OGs for a second. Eddie and Never. Am I wrong? Like, shouldn't you tell somebody, like, yo, this turntable's sticking a little. Yeah, this CDJ's yeah, a little fucked up. Yeah. I no, but you know what? <laughs> I think from like, and maybe, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, D. But like, I just feel like from dealing with it for, you're right. It it is fucking with the headliners. So that's yeah, fucked up. But I think. 
it's just like you're used to dealing with bullshit for so long, especially like just DJing in New York. You're like, fuck it. Yeah, it's a non-issue me, for you. Let me rock with Plus, it. Plus, if you, you don't, know? but if you don't like the person that's headlining, then why would you tell them? So that, but so that, is, <laughs> is that the real story, Sean? <laughs> no, I'm saying in this situation. No, 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 no. But I'm it saying probably it's, happened, no. It's the same logic that you're like, I don't care if it's CDJs. I'll just work with it because no one fucking gives a shit about what you what you want. And a or, part of, or if you're bitching about something being broken. A part of it, I thought it was me. I thought I was yeah tripping. yeah, and that's the other thing. So, I thought it was, was me too. You thought it was in your head. Yeah, I, I, I thought I was. Just I fucking thought I up. wasn't doing Listen, it. Listen, right. when I walked into the booth, D had like three chicks there, two of his homies. Of course, he thought he didn't care what was going on. <laughs> that's a he lot was just throwing probably. shit on. He was just playing songs, rocking with the crowd. Like, hey, you need another drink? You good? <laughs> no, <laughs> shots. He's shots. He's like, damn, this, C- this CDJ's been this a nuisance tonight. This next mix is going to be bro. off, but it's all right. Kiss me. <laughs> this CDJ's been a nuisance, but I'm having fun tonight. <laughs> I'm getting some ass tonight, but this CDJ's been a nuisance. <laughs> <laughs> the girls were probably even like, should you tell him? Nah, he's all right. <laughs> they, didn't, they look at me Kiss like me, I ain't shit. I walked into the booth. They're like, who is this motherfucker? Did I get back on, Why Darren? is he taking up the space? His, his boy actually introduced me to one of his girls. And she's like, "Why? who is this? Why am I saying hi to him? And he's like, uh, he's like baby, you know, he's, he DJs here too. She's like, oh, okay, hi. But he's not better than Darren, right? <laughs> she probably you, ever, you ever had that shit where you came in and the, uh, the openers people would just took over the booth? And then you're just kind of like, hi, uh, I just got to excuse me. Yeah, like, sorry, I, I just I, I, Oh, a lot. Damn, uh, damn. Yeah, I, actually, I had that happen to me like about a month ago. You did? Yeah. And I, I showed up. So I you should like, know better than it. Why yeah. you do that let, shit to let, me? Let's hear how I had like why. two people with me from L.A. Uh-huh. And then I showed up, and literally the opener had about like fifteen people in the booth. In the booth? Yeah, like to the point where I had to like kind of like squeeze my way in. <laughs> Excuse me. And it's then, like this like, new trend. And then like happening. I had to ask the lighting guy if I could kind of like chill in his section because oh it was like no one to understand. You were yeah. chilling with the lighting yeah. guy. I've been like, get the fuck out! I I've fucking hate o- people in the DJ booth. Yeah. I've I had hate people. Open or finish the bottle. <laughs> <laughs> I'm with, I'm with Eddie on and that. On, on top of that, the vibe was so bad with what he was playing. Like it was just the energy was. Oh people just looked God. like zombies in there. Oh it was horrible. So I had to get on and just reset. Was he a night? All right. So he was in there with 15 people, probably 20. Were they drinking your bottle by then? They, they it didn't have. I mean, it hadn't come out yet. Damn. So they were just. They, was, they were just there. They was waiting. Just chilling. Yeah. They was waiting for that bottle. They was waiting for that bottle. Damn, and it came, it came out, and then the security, he had my back. He was like, "Yo, don't, don't touch that bottle." Like, Wait, so oh. they stayed in there? As soon as I got on, they had to dip out. The security oh, kicked right, them good. out. Oh, when see, that's, uh, but I bet you when that yeah. bottle came out, it was like reaching. Was <laughs> yeah. Yo, that happened to me. In, that's, that <laughs> you could beep this out. Uh, yeah, the opener. Um, that place is closed, so you talk about oh. it. Oh, <laughs> fuck that place. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I mean, I never got booked. They they hired me once anyway. Are they closed? No, still I think open, so, though. yeah. No, I think they're still open. No, oh, they're, they're, they're open. open. No, they closed think, down, man. Don't you work there still, Caribbean? No. Uh, <laughs> but I meant, uh, well, I was going to say, <laughs> I was, I meant, that's actually what I meant. <laughs> oh, oh, that place is still open. <laughs> Where, there's a downstairs, <laughs> oh, right? Shit. Fire up those beeps, Danny. You could have just held it in. <laughs> no, but I don't get booked there anymore, so it's all good. I mean, Thank you. But well, after um, that, yeah. <laughs> there's so much beeping on this Shout out to Good luck with all the gigs, bro. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. Bleep all that shit yeah. out. He's <laughs> never booked me, but fuck him, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm joking. <laughs> My man. Yeah. 
friends for life. <laughs> My man. Yeah. <laughs> what happened over there? Oh, no, no. Just, the, the, I mean, the opener finished, deaded the whole bottle. Like, I, I had one drink and, like, him and his whole crew just finished it and i was like what why, the f- why didn't you regulate man you should have did something i mean i was too busy doing my set that like by the time i turned and saw that it was empty i was like fuck damn man. yeah it was it was any <laughs> and he was a horrible opener like Just he opened egg. so bad what as soon as i got on they started bitching to me and i'm like this is my first song like that was all him playing like that garbage who was your opening i don't know you know, don't don't you get know. me. No, I I wouldn't know his name. Who was Sean's opener when he played it? Yo, he's gonna be bleep city, bro. It's gonna be like beep 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 beep. beep. <laughs> <laughs> We're sending a fucking a message in World War Two and shit. Oh my god. All right, moving on. <laughs> yeah, you could just cut it. That was just funny. Cut it out. Was it? Um. No, Jesus Christ! What are you talking? Yeah. No, I was just joking. All right. Um. <laughs> Pulling up the topics. Uh, yeah, let's go into some topics here. Good yeah, segue. All right. Um, all right I, let's talk about. I want to talk about Eddie because honestly, man, when I first moved to Vegas, uh, obviously I knew Never from New York, and. You know, you. I mean, we were pretty like we were like the only DJs in. It felt like there was a small circle of DJs, and it was like I used to see Eddie and Never like fucking four to five times a week. Oh, it was you know what I mean? Yeah. And it was crazy. And I remember just being blown away. Like uh, you know, Never has his uh, like a dope New York style, and then you know Eddie, you got this. You know, Eddie's one of those dudes that doesn't use. Um, the fa- you don't need the fader. You don't use the fader oh, yeah, no, at all. No, no, I, I like I prefer knobs. And then yeah, yeah. So you were like, and you have a, and you're like, your roots are are mainly from reggae and house, right? Yeah, mostly reggae. And then uh, and then I and then um, I think about uh, '97 maybe uh, I, I did ecstasy, and then I went to New York, and I went to this place called Ohm, and I, re- I I loved house, but I just didn't connect to it like I did with Jamaican music. Yeah. And then I did E, and then I fucking, I'm like, I don't want to listen to anything else. And I went really deep into it and, and really learned a lot about it and started playing with it, and I enjoy. So, like, wh- I remember when I first moved to Vegas and I used to watch Eddie, like, spin. It used to blow my mind away because he, he mixes. He, he You know how, like, when we DJ, we, like, we slow the dish down a little bit? He mixes totally with faders. Yeah. You so he'll pitch, the pitch? with the pitch I control, yeah. Sorry, my the, pitch hand on the pitch control, and that's it. And he'll just like he'll nudge it up and down, and you know, and he'll just yeah. Like, that's kind like, of like I feel like an old school style. right? That's like a house style, I right? You know what? So you know, my boy, so Johnny Vicious, who was kind of like my house music like mentor, he's like one of my best friends from back mm-hmm. home. He, I remember him telling me, he's like, "Don't touch the record, don't touch the record. It's going to jump, and you're not going to get a true sense of the speed. I mean, you can finesse it, like right. you know, you know, but." I don't know if that's true or not, but it definitely stuck with me. I just always preferred riding the pitch controls until you had it locked in and then just let go. Well, let's let's talk about this. Like you come from Jersey, dirty Jersey, filthy, right? Yes, filthy, the, filthy as Jersey, uh, like Jersey City area. It was a kind of town called Bayonne, between basically between Staten Island and uh, and Jersey City. And then my basic knowledge, and never would know better about this. And I want to talk about how you guys linked up because this is kind of the, the start of the light group and. 
all of these DJs coming to Vegas kind of in the bottle service and all of this shit. So mm -hmm. I want you to chime in, Neva. Uh, yeah. Anytime. No, 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 I'm ready, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, like, uh, I, I want to talk about, like, the beginning in Dirty Ass Jersey when you were starting out, uh, how you got into reggae. I know you started working at, like, a rec record store or something like that. Yeah, uh, yeah. And then you were even, like, helping in a studio or something. I could be wrong. Or... With John, I was working, I was down in the but studio. Let's, I want to talk Johnny, about yeah. that. How'd you get yeah. into the record store? What made you into the music and start DJing and shit like that? Okay, uh, DJing-wise, me and my friend Brian Schmittler used to, you know, uh, be friends with this guy, John Rosado, who was like the, the guy that DJed all the grammar school dances and stuff yeah, yeah. like that. I fell in love with it. I loved watching it. It just seemed like something I wanted to do. I saved up every penny, got my Geminis, got the mixer with the little bomb-dropping sound effects. Was it belt drives or direct? Belt drives. Nice. Belt drive Geminis. And, uh, and then uh, and my other friend Brian never wound up doing it, and I just pursued it and started buying records. At what age was that? I was probably 14. 14? Yeah. Yeah. And then... Um, and then That's young. Yeah. yeah. And That's funny. I I was same age and same Gemini Bell track. Terrible. And those, and but it, it like it made you better, and the, it was so hard to adjust the with speed. a very minimal pitch control. Did it have a knob very, or a or the pitch? Um, I mean, no. Like, this it had it had a very, but the pitch controls was yeah. Uh, it, was it was super tiny. It was horizontal too. Yeah. It wasn't vertical. It was terrible, and it had no torque. So when you hit start, you got about seven seconds before it's playing at 33 and a third or 45 or whatever yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's, uh, you know it's, it was rough but you know it's you know it's all making your bones it's like you know you take baby steps and then when you get your first set of 1200s i remember somebody was mentioning something about it on one of the other episodes uh, yeah, yeah. how exciting it was like getting like a camaro like right. a new car yeah, yeah. oh it was uh it was milo yeah it was milo it was the most exciting thing. I, my father took me to Canal Street and went to Uncle Stevie's or something like that. And uh, and and you bought was, two right away, or just got one. one and then I was I, I was just using one Gemini, and then my mother's turntable that played seventy eights, <laughs> and uh, and then I got my second Gemini, and then I got one twelve hundred, and then I got another twelve hundred. Then how'd you get? You just started. Were you DJing reggae initially, or what was it? No, I was just everything. I think my first, you know, I, I started buying records around. I guess it was nineteen ninety. Was so, it hip hop? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I was. I remember one of my first records I bought after I bought my turn. My DJ equipment was like Chub Rock, Treat 'Em Right, oh, Frankie sure. Knuckles, The Whistle Song, um, mm -hmm. you know, shit like that. And then I, I was just buying everything. And then I, I fell in love with reggae because uh, I was in love with this girl Gina Camano in grammar school, and she used to play that. Uh, uh, this is dancehall. Or no, dance all styly, volume volume two. Oh, wow. You remember the, yeah, the yeah. purple one with like the it almost looked like a Keith Haring kind of artwork on it. Yeah, and it was just like on rotate on repeat at her house, and I fucking fell in love with it. Like Ninja Man, Murder Them, and Barrington Levy, and all that stuff. It's like such a staple for all of us because it's like everything on it is a bomb. Was Nardo ranks on that? Nardo Bur up was Bur on that. Yep, 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 okay, because yep. as soon as you said that album cover, I was like, all right, that's the yep. one. Little Lenny. Going in a baggie and uh, yeah, it was like, but that's what made me that that opened up the floodgates. Then it got to the point where you know I find all the radio radio stations in New York, one hundred five point nine, WNWK, and and then you hear you know Bobby Condor's show. You hear Red Alert would always do his his reggae set and flex and all but, these um, guys. What was um, Sting International? Sting, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. It was great. It was, and I, it was Bobby Condor's. Bobby Condor's was doing you know. I think he was he was on both. He hit everything. He was on yeah. BLS. He was mm -hmm. on Kiss, and now he's still on Hot. Who's the guy? Michael Levy. On Donovan Levy. Donovan Lee. Yeah. Rocking you. No, rockin no, no. Rockin uh, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Um, oh God. I, uh, 
no, not not Donovan. It's uh, Michael. No, no, I follow him too. <laughs> David, David, D- David, D-A-H-B, David, Levy, yeah, David, yeah, Levy. Yeah, the original rocking, rude boy, rocking you, rocking you, rocking you. Yeah, he's the he was great, you know. But uh, and all that, and then it just became like I just loved it so much. I wouldn't even know, have to know what I was buying. I'd just go to the reggae section at like J and R Music World or wherever the hell I was going. Boom, by Gregory Isaacs, by Oswald, whatever. I just bought it blindly because I loved it all, and that was it. And then I eventually uh, really started getting serious with it in college, and then I got picked up by this sound in Patterson, New Jersey, called Bulletproof. Well, first it was this sound called Shaka Zulu. And it's the funniest thing. When you mean thing. sound, when you mean sound, like what does a that sound mean? system, like a like a like a reggae sound system, like from you know, like a traditional sound system back in Jamaica. So we used to have to like build the hell, the whole right, fucking right, right. the stacks and shit. Like we had like eight scoops. Well, four when do you mid- say you got picked up by a sound? I used to that do. Means it's I, like a crew. Yeah, yeah. It's so like I, I linked up with Patterson through uh-huh. Fairly Dickinson. I went I went to FDU and I used to book. Uh, I used to do pub nights. We had a pub on campus, and I used to, that's when I first started booking Bobby Condors and Jabba to come out there. And I used to DJ too. And I linked up with my boy Badala, who became my partner in crime with all that shit. And then he's like, he's like, oh, uh, uh, this guy wants to pick you up for his selector for the sound he's starting called Zulu. I said, all right, I'm in. It was very no frills. There wasn't right. really much of a sound system. I had all the music, and you know, I did a good job for him. But it, that really went nowhere. And then I eventually got picked up by Bulletproof, which was, was like the biggest sound in Patterson, I would say. And uh, and that's when like it was the real deal. Like we'd have to, you know, I mean, humongous stacks, like multiple amp racks, mac- macro techs, and everything. Like it was like a lot of work. And I would maybe make fifty dollars at the end of the night. It's crazy. I don't. I would have done it for free. It was just uh, like a labor of love, and it, it, I, I loved what it, you know. That's good. So so across the bridge in Manhattan, we had fucking a young uh, degenerate, Sean Perry. <laughs> you came up around the same time, getting into it around 1990. Yeah, it, uh, yeah. Well, not DJ. A little later. A little later. Yeah. Because um, me and Sean actually kind of grew up in the same neighborhood, like Upper West Side, Manhattan. Yeah, Upper West. I mean, I I was more on Upper East because that's where my mom. I grew up with my mom on the Upper East Side, but my dad was on Upper West, so. And then, um, like, we kind of knew some of the similar people, like, yeah. from Fieldston and high school and shit. Yeah. yeah. Small then, schools. Yeah. The small yeah. Manhattan circuit. But um, I'm trying to think right off the top of my head when I got into it. I was probably, like, like I said, 14. I was a hip-hop fan first, so the DJing came after that. But the reason I got into it, I'd say, is... Um, it was your older my, brother, right? Yeah, my step. Well, my step brother. Yeah. My step brother. Yeah, we we actually uh, we lived in Tribeca for a period. So like he he was like he's like six years older than me. So he would like you know he was going to all the nightclubs uh, <clears throat> when they were like the Peter Gation era, like when they were like really fucking hot. And he he was he, he DJed. He never did it like like he never took it to that next level, but. Um, but he had crazy records. He had techniques. So like, you know, it was like you'd come home and just like drool looking at that shit. So he's really the reason I got, I started to like fuck around with shit. Um, and, uh, you know, I ended up definitely stealing a bunch of his records. (laughs) 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 But Um, you started doing like the tunnel and shit. You did the tunnel. No, I mean, that's a little out of proportion. I, I have a tunnel story. Uh, it, it's, I went to college in the Midwest. I went to Wisconsin, but, um, I took a year off. That's like a party school, right? Yeah. It was at the time it was, I think it's a little bit better now, (laughs) 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 but, uh, but, um, 
actually I DJed a lot there too. It was a good hustle there. But I took not a year off. I took a semester off, and um, yeah, one of the times I did like the bathroom at the tunnel. That was one of the. You DJ in the bathroom of the tunnel. Yeah, like you, like the, the like Neva and Eddie know. It was like a unisex. Yeah. I did yeah. the I did the library. Did oh, you yeah. see that? Was yeah. It was so good. I there, love was the a DJ, there was actually a DJ in the in bathroom. In the bathroom. Twilight yeah. had it too, yeah. And that's the thing about Peter Gation. His ideas were just so out there and dope. that. Like, but it was a unisex bathroom. That's why, right? Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. You, there was, there, I mean, take there a were, leak like, next to like a 610 tranny. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Wow. There was a bar. Yeah, right in the, in the, right in the middle. Yeah. yeah and then yeah. it fed. Yeah. There was a bar at the well, front. How big was this fucking bathroom? It was sizable. I mean, you got to think yeah. the tunnel was, I mean, it was, it was enormous. Huge, yeah. I mean, it was an old rail, railroad tunnel, basically. Oh, yeah. sorry, guys. <laughs> Hi. Uh, you know, and it had like probably, I mean, there was DJs in the coat check rooms at tunnel. Anywhere that bodies can possibly, room. possibly be. It was, it was like six, six or seven different rooms that the had like a DJ yeah. set up. Actually, in the, the, club. And my, the, the story, now that I'm thinking about it, it's a funny story. So that happened. Um, it was like, uh, actually, I don't even know. Yeah, I think it was like a Thanksgiving break, like fucking party when like all the college kids are home or whatever. And, um, you know, I hadn't been spinning, like, I, I hadn't done that many gigs. I'd done, like, house parties and shit. But, uh, so I finished my gig up, but, like, me just being young and stupid, like, I had all my crates of records, and I'm, like, walking through a pack. Like, I didn't wait till the end. Like, I was walking through a packed tunnel, like, with all my shit. I don't even know how long it took me to get out of there. And I go up to, I can't say the name, because it's, like, a big name. Yeah, it's okay. Um... <laughs> and I had no idea he's yeah, You're talking about the promoter, right? Yeah, the promoter at the yeah. time. Now he's like big bigger than that. But um Can I just say he's um <laughs> what? You can say the name Why of he, he you owns the club. He owns the club in Vegas, one of the biggest club in Vegas right now. But continue, Sean. <laughs> I mean it's all love now. This is like how many years later? So uh I was young and stupid, so I'm going through the. the it's not that bad of a story. I mean, it's not like uh, Sean, like Sean witnessed him murdering somebody know, right? or something. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, but but I feel like it's directly related to why I didn't really work ever for this person. So, um, he's talking to Peter Geisha, and I had no idea who. Well, like, Peter Geisha at the time owned a tunnel. Tunnel, tunnel limelight, limelight, Palladium, limelight. Um, uh, USA, Club USA. Yeah. yeah, I mean, he was like the OG, right? Yeah, he was. Mm-hmm. He was. The king of he night ran, he ran yeah, I keep way. saying like it. It ended when he went to Canada. What do you think he was like the Steve Wynn of fucking nightclub? Yeah, like he was a, for a guy yeah. with one eye, he, he had such vision. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> <laughs> did you like that? <laughs> such a fucking word. Is that the Damn, name of his biography for, yeah. for a guy with one eye? <laughs> <laughs> My vision by one eyed Jack. Yeah, fucking Peter. <laughs> no, nah, he That's was. That's the name of his documentary, right? <laughs> For a guy with one eye. Oh yeah. man. Fishing. Plus, this wasn't the bottle era. This is like way nah. before. Mm-hmm. So it was just about having fun. Yeah, go figure. But so, <laughs> so I go. I'm like by the door, and of course, I'm trying to get paid the night of because I'm an idiot, and I think I should be entitled to get my money then. So I go up. Well, to no one gives you the handbook, right? When you first start, no, like, yeah, and you're doing and stupid shit. Yeah. So I go up to the promoter and ask him, like, to get paid. And he's talking to Peter Gation with his eye patch. I don't know who the fuck he was. And um, <laughs> after that finishes, I don't know if it was the same night or if it was like days later. 
He's no, no, no. You, you, you were like he, he, interrupting, right? Were you? Oh, like, I was completely interrupting. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, you're not and explaining like, that. You're okay, like, sorry. Were, weren't you like tugging the the promoter by his like <laughs> probably, arm? probably. It was everything about it was horrible. So this is what I'm picturing. I'm picturing like a mom. I really want to say this guy's name, but no, no. I'm picturing. There's no need to. I'm picturing like it's like so Peter Gation's the biggest name in there. You need to know. I'm picturing oh, like but, shit, but not now. <laughs> I'm no, you're right. Not now. I'm picturing like a dad talking to his boss, and then like little Sean Perry's kind of like, "Hey, hey, like, hey, hey, pay attention to me, like, hey, excuse me." And his dad's like ignoring him, it's like I'm talking to my boss, right? Kind of like that. Kind of, yeah. yeah. So then he completely ignored you, and you just walked out. Uh, that see, that's the part I can't remember. If I walked out, or or if he t- took me aside. No, no. So so what? From what I remember from the story, <laughs> yeah, because I told you, it. he ignored you. And then when he got finished talking to Pete Geisha, he turned around to you and said, like, he's like, if you ever come up to me <laughs> for a Peter Geisha again, I will fucking finish you. <laughs> <laughs> Something to that effect. Needless, you know, needless to say, I really never worked for him ever. You like, think he remembers that? Dude, I'm telling you, I think little things like that stick. I mean, I don't know. <laughs> I, it's like as now. I'm picturing like what was that? What was it? Goodfellas when the dude they just finished the job and the dude was like begging him about his money. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, like, Maury, oh, Maury, yo, yo, chill, yeah. man. He's gonna get you his I money. Want my fucking money. <laughs> I want my fucking money. Who loves you more than me? <laughs> oh, Henry boy. <laughs> <laughs> Got enough money for these fucking commercials? I'll you do anything for you. For these fucking commercials. Hey, stop breaking my balls. <laughs> hey, not not tonight. Not tonight. Not tonight. We're not gonna do tonight. Yeah, forget about tonight. Forget about tonight. Not tonight. Don't do tonight. Then he gets the ice pick. He said, "I will finish you." Something wow. like that. You were playing Mortal Kombat. Yeah, I don't remember. Finish what was your reaction? You're like, okay. I just knew I had fucked up, but you know, <laughs> you put your head down and yeah. you just walked off. Like. Yep, with my tail between my legs. I Never mean, but it's like you said, you got to learn all when these little lessons. Did you ever get paid or not? So, yo, I'm, yeah, I the, got paid. The question is, when you you were DJing in the bathroom, right? Yeah. At the tunnel, was it popping? <laughs> <laughs> like, I oh, I remember that night too, because because like what were you one playing? Tu- like, one turn, you, one turn, crush the bathroom. One turntable there was totally broken. And your support DJ didn't tell you that <laughs> night. <laughs> <laughs> the pitch didn't work at all, so like that, that was impossible to mix on. Like, what were you playing? Like ADOR? I, Let it all hang out. I can't even tell you. I mean, no, because push it. Not even push it. Get out of here with that shit. No, yeah, fuck that. Trends the culture. Remember that? Yeah, Valley of the Skins? What? Valley, Valley of the Skins? <laughs> what were you playing? I don't remember. Really? I, yeah, I can't tell there you. What year was that? Dude, there must have been one record. You was probably playing um, OC? No, because, I mean, could you play that? Dangerous? Anymore? Oh, no, so you were doing was, that um, OC and Big L, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. But what was I it? mean, this is late 90s. Late ni- oh, so late 90s. That was, yeah, oh, yeah, that was late 90s. <laughs> No, so, but I'm saying. But there must have been one record. Play? There must have been one record where people came out there like, "Oh shit, white boy killing it, like playing this shit." Some no? bad boy, uh, Rockefeller. Well, I was gonna say probably that shit. Yeah, you know yeah. that was that era. What were the you bass. playing? Never in the library. Yeah, I'm gonna say I have a good story. The first time I played the library, the first when I got on, I got on like around one, two in the morning, and it was still packed. And I played that um the OC bigger dangerous. That was big. That was big. And then his was fucked up. My needle got dirty, so the record kept skipping, and everybody was booing me. <laughs> <laughs> I was like so scared. I'm I like, oh my god! Wow. 
And then I was like, all right, fuck it. So I put on um, Buster Vons, put your hands where my eyes could see. Yeah. And the oh, energy, God, and the energy just got back up again. I'm like, all right, cool. So I, I had the crowd even after that. Yeah, I remember oh when that record God. came out. That shit was did you, crazy. Did you ask for uh, new needles from your support DJ? <laughs> 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 I think my support DJ had bounced by then. So. But yo, there, <laughs> speaking of which, there weren't open. Were there openers back then? Not really. Nah, it was like two D. There was like a DJ before me. I'm not sure if he was an opener, but yeah, maybe in that I situation. Think it was just time yeah. slots. I'm gonna tell you something. In the era that I came up in, which was basically 2000 to 2005, there was no openers. Yeah, it was 10 no, to no, 4. No. We DJed like literally from nine thirty to five to the closing. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Hey, yeah. fucking make sure you're a good deal. Make it fucking. It's like strength training it's or whatever. It, from it, what it, I heard, it's but like not boot camp. Though. It's like boot, boot camp, camp yeah. right? But you also have control on the night. And I you love can, it. Like set a tone and you know like I bitch about it now because I still do six hour nights. But I always prefer doing open to close at nightclubs. I want to be responsible for the even now. You want to do six hours? I don't want to do any hours. <laughs> 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 That's a great segment. If there are any zero-hour sets available, please let me know. But, yeah, no, I, I just, you know, now I'm just getting old. I don't want to be on my feet for six hours playing fucking top 40 music, you know. It's just not really inspiring to me. But uh, but I, I would always say, no, I don't want anybody. I hate playing with people, you know, unless I knew them. I mean, but, you know, <laughs> that you sucks because he played with never. No, 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 you know yeah, what? No, I'm no, gonna, no, that's different. We'll get into that. When yeah. me and Eddie first met. That was, yeah, yeah. That was way different, yeah. This we met different. at um, Jet Lounge. Yeah. We used to DJ In there. the Hamptons. No, no, no. In, in New York? Ma Manhattan. Oh, okay. It was before the Hamptons. He used to do um, Saturday. Saturdays, and I did like a Friday night, whatever. Yeah. And I, you remember the first time we hung out? <sighs> this is a great fucking story. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> we'll, we'll, uh, we'll tell it in the next episode. No, no, no. no, no. <laughs> this could be short. Now. The first time we ever hung out, we went to Johnny Vicious house. Oh, shit. Okay. Oh, his apartment in the Manhattan. Yeah, on Jane Street. Can, yeah, can, yeah. We, can I mention this? Say this. Go what ahead. happened? Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. What, was, was, like was I high? He had this dope ass. He's like halfway through it already. He's like, yo, you were in a K-hole. I remember you were doing a lot of K that night. It was a dope house, a dope okay. um, apartment, whatever. We went there. Uh -huh. First time I hung out with Eddie, like, all right, cool. Sitting there, I was like hanging wait, out. So, wait, but how long was it with that you got, Eddie, you were doing Fridays? I was doing Saturdays. <laughs> you were doing Never Saturdays. Was doing Never was doing Fridays. How long were you guys doing that um, until you guys hung out? It couldn't have been long. that long. Couldn't have been. Long, I think period. I started in January of '98. He started a couple of months before me. I think. Yeah. You were also it, doing Jet 19 too. Exactly. Right? Yeah. 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 So yeah, we go to this house. So Johnny Vicious is like there. There was like me, Eddie, like two other people. We sitting there hanging out. This chick coming out of nowhere, butt naked. Oh, you were there that night? <laughs> yeah. So she's oh. <laughs> So she. Everybody's like doing whatever the fuck. Uh, yeah. They everybody doing. was passing her so around. So Johnny was like, "Yo, um, you want her to give you a blowjob?" <laughs> Yeah. Wow! <laughs> this is a I guess this is a night. <laughs> wow! And I was like so nervous. I remember I'm like, that night. Ah, nah, 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 I'm, I'm good, man. Night. I'm good. Never, yeah. never like. Well, let me let me refill my drink real quick. <laughs> Come back in five. Yeah, she, she was like walking around butt naked yeah. and shit. Yeah. And then, I was yeah. like, damn, I gotta hang around Eddie more often. Man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it was, it was like was that. Back yeah, then? no, she she used to get passed around by DJs all the time. Like she was like a DJ groupie. Like Dude, even in Staten is, Island, yo, we used to hang out at this other <laughs> studio. Yo, and she'd have like she'd be. It was like a Bukaki video, basically. Oh, she'd just shit. be in the middle of like twelve DJs with their fucking shit out, and she's just going around fucking wow, hitting everybody shit. off. <laughs> yeah, I wasn't involved, unfortunately. I, I I was I was filming. 
No, I'm kidding. No, I, w- I wasn't even there. I just hear the stories. But I met her multiple times, and then we got her. To jo- we got her to Johnny's house that night, and it was a bunch of our friends from Staten Island, not some other producers, and uh, down in the studio. He had like a duplex on Jane Street, Jane and Washington, yeah, and me- exactly, repacking. Yeah. And his studio was downstairs with all his records, so they had the little session downstairs, and then she would run upstairs naked, and then another one of our friends shows up. And fucking, he's just got, he's all coked out of his mind, and he's just got a fucking pack of condoms. He's like, anybody need? And uh, Holy it was, shit. It was, oh yeah, it was, yeah. Johnny, Johnny Vicious had like that? Oh, no, Johnny did well. Johnny was wasn't, like, re- Johnny time, wasn't was really. Johnny wasn't really. big. He was DJ. Uh, oh, Johnny was crushing. Johnny was He like, was doing production for like Whitney Houston. Oh, yeah. shit. He was getting like 30 grand a, a mix. Oh, he was doing those 30, remixes 30, 30 and shit, yeah. right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. oh, yeah. Yeah, and I, 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 those were all like nervous joints, right? A lot of ner- nervous Most jelly of them, yeah. bean. He lo- yeah. a lot of stuff with Arista for uh, Hoshkarelli. Um, like the Re- Deborah Cox. Deborah Cox. Yeah, the Deborah Cox. Oh, that Whitney was big. That Whitney was big. Houston. Yeah. My, um, mm-hmm. um, uh, what is it? Uh, it's not right, but it's okay. He exactly, did a big mix yeah. on that. Oh shit! Oh. Yeah. Yo, and, so uh, like back then there was all these top uh, top forty songs, and then they like they would have make sure for the clubs. Yeah. yeah, they would have like the house remixes and shit, mm-hmm. and then they, but those were always like the big. Um, uh, what was another one that was like, yeah, like Tony Braxton would have one, right? Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. Hex Hector was another one that, yeah, like, yeah. you know, all the Deborah Cox, Hector, Hex Hector, Thunder, I mean, those P- dudes Thunder were, Puss was really big. In retrospect, those dudes were like the Calvin Harris or like the. Uh, yeah, they were that's when the these labels of the time, right? These labels had budgets and to fu- their, their dance departments and all their area, like Dave German was over, like, in Columbia and, uh, and Hoscarelli at Arista. They had mm. big budgets to pay these guys to, to remix. They'd probably have $100,000 just for the remixes. That's so they'd get Johnny to do one. They'd get Thunderpuss to do one. You know, whatever. Jonathan Peters was mm-hmm. another Jonathan, one. Jonathan, right? yeah, 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 exactly. yeah, for sure. Yeah, it was amazing. Now and now, you, now there's just none, none of that. Now it's so just also, Eddie, Eddie was like the, um, for when I started doing Jet 19 and Jet, in I New was York. just a straight up hip hop, yeah, straight up hip hop DJ and classics and reggae. I didn't know anything about house that much, and it was like, yo, never, you gotta like start playing house music for the crowd. So at the time, he was working at Beyond Bass. I never forget. I was at Beyond Bass then. Okay. There was a record shop Eddie worked at Third Street, and I went to him. I'm like, yo, I need like I that. the and ten you, hottest. You got a bag too, didn't you? Get a record yeah. bag too, like the, like an eight yeah. ball bag or something like that, or, or no, not an eight ball. Uh, oh, defected bag. I yeah, think it was defected oh, shit, bag. Damn. Yeah, I was like, yo, I need like the ten hottest. House Records does popping right now. What was it like? Uh, you know what Paul you gave Johnson? me? Uh, you gave me um, yeah. Omar Van Helden, um You Don't Know. You Don't Know Me? Oh, okay. You Don't Know Me? That's um, such a jam. Flowers. Flowers. Another Omar Van Helden. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, that whole. You gave me um, Music Sounds Better. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Classic. It was like um, all classics. Maybe man. Bob Sinclair, I Feel For You, maybe around that, that one. Time? Yep. Also, yeah, yeah. Um, Kings of Tomorrow. Uh, finally? finally, yeah, yeah, amazing. It was like a bunch. Oh yeah. my god, it was so like all, all classics. Such man. great records. Man. Oh yeah. my god, was Mojo out? Lady at that Mojo time. Mojo was out. That right. was another one. Yeah, yep. Lady. Yep. Damn. Yep. Yeah. Yep. yep. <laughs> Those were the joints, yo. They were. Yeah. But, yeah. So, uh, yeah, but and but, that shit helped. Yeah, bro. <laughs> I, I honestly don't know where. I mean, I could say personally speaking, if never and I never linked up, I learned. I I, w- I probably would uh, wouldn't have landed the Vegas gig because of the shit that I learned from him when we were doing the Hamptons. You know, because you know the routine. So was, when you were doing Saturdays, it was mostly house. I, I fucking ha- like I, I w- on occasion I'd play house. <laughs> it was like fucking beat you over the fucking head, like trance and progressive stuff. Like I had no concept of like big room stuff and and small. I was really just getting into house. I wasn't that deep into it yet. Yeah. And Jet Lounge is like 
it's shaped like a thermometer. It's tiny, maybe a, maybe a hundred, hundred and twenty people, and it's fucking packed. And then we had to do our own What's lights. Like yeah. it had one strobe light <laughs> that you, we'd have like this permanent dent in our thumb that was like you know you'd have to hit it like three and a half seconds before mm-hmm. you wanted to engage because it was all all the wiring's fucked up. Was I, that I, across a, from Envy? Yeah, it was. Yeah, yeah. Two eighty six yeah. Spring Street, Spring between Hud, uh, Spring and Hudson, and then Envy was right. You know, yeah. you, you walk across the street, and you walk into Envy. Yeah. Envy was dope. Oh, it was so great mm-hmm. around there, man. That whole that whole area. Um, and then so we started hard. doing the Hamptons together. The Hamptons was that, and that was that was it. That we was, was like, I would start off with hip hop, and he would like do house. Yeah, he so played like half ten, and ten half. to one, and so then you'd split the night. Yeah. yeah, and then who would open? Who would be the support DJ in the beginning? <laughs> no, no, no. This is <laughs> back then. There was no such thing as open format. <laughs> right. So it was like they was trying like hip hop in the Hamptons. <laughs> they never really done it before. So I would do like the first between ten thirty and twelve thirty hip hop. Yeah, I thought you were doing like ten, 10 to one. Ten to one. Ten and to then, one, and then I would do. And one would to come four. on and do the house. But I would. Oh, but we would be there. Out. We would be there the whole time together. I would. My, the routine was. I, I was living in Teaneck at the time, and so I would h- head over the George Washington Bridge. Never was living in Harlem. Yeah. Um, and I scoop never up, and then we just hit the LIE and drive down to the Hamptons. Nice. Uh, we'd be in the Hamptons all weekend. All weekend with no place to. We no just place to stay. We wherever. Like, just sleep homeless. wherever. We were like sleep oh wherever we had was no available. fucking agenda. There Wait, was like where were the club? Was the club Jet East? <laughs> Jet East, yeah. yeah, Southampton, yeah. And then they had they had like a shower upstairs that some of the security guards. Uh, yeah. Liam used to live up there. Weren't you guys living upstairs or no? Oh, yeah, that no, guy. We the, was, where, wherever. We'd be crashing at whoever house. I, I used to crash with available. my friends, and uh, they had a, a beautiful that fucking guy, like mansion. There was there was times I wake up in the morning, there's like a pit bull licking my face. Oh, you stay. Oh, that fucking shithole. That was in Hampton Bays. Oh, we used to see. Oh, Hampton Bays is the worst. It's the worst. It's like we this you den of inequity man it was just like <laughs> yeah we, you know they said oh for 600 bucks you guys can have the whole living room it was just sizable it was just you know so we got air mattresses and I said bet and upstairs was all DJs and lighting director, li- lighting programmers and security guards from like Neptunes all these like Guido guys fucking you know? muscle yeah. muscled up so there was times like I'd be sleeping and I'd get woken up by some guy falling down the stairs <laughs> and this is when we still had like StarTax with like the phone right uh, around that yeah, time yeah, yeah. And this guy is like in a K-hole. He falls down the stairs, pulls his phone out of his pocket, snaps it in half, and then goes to sleep. And then the next day he's like, who the fuck broke my phone? Everybody in this house, wake up. And I'm like, I said, do you want me to tell you the story what happened? I said, you were in a K-hole. You tossed yourself down the stairs, looked at your phone, snapped it in half, and went back to bed. He's like, oh, fuck, my bad. I'm like, Damn. But but really, so I mean, it's just to really close out with the Hamptons. Never would go on, and you know, yes, he would play all the hip hop. You know, around that time, it was like Eve, let me blow your mind. I think mm-hmm. was around that time. So yeah. what, what? What was this? Two thousand? No, this no, this is like two thousand before uh, before nine eleven. Oh yes, right. Before so it was 9/11. definitely two thousand. Uh. Yeah. But he would, uh, you know, but also mix in Sweet Home Alabama, Rolling Stones, Miss You, Back right. in Black. And I didn't really, I've heard those songs. I never re- would have thought to. So you were like getting work. exposed to kind of like the New York, uh, Manhattan style, right? Right, right, right. Which I love. And it, he made it, and I'm like, the reactions these records were getting right. were insane. And I'm like, what the fuck? So then when I got the call to come to Vegas, like I, I used that as inspiration. I, I probably even called Never and said, what were some of those songs that go over? And oh, okay, you gotta get this. And that's really what was the, that yeah, was yeah. the nail in the coffin because I was able to take it there and make it work. You know, and uh, because before that, Andy Massey thought he was just gonna hear a house DJ because, you know, but it got to a certain point where they exhausted every DJ in Las Vegas that Andrew said, I'm calling my guys from New York. 
Oh, uh, so you're talking about when light first opened in right. in Vegas in like 2002? Two. Yeah, 2002. Yeah. So they were trying some of the locals or like... Right. Yeah. And then they were finding like, oh, let's fly Eddie and Neva out. Right. Well, Eddie came out right. first. Like, came okay. Out, yeah, they called me... Okay, I, I, don't want, I don't want to talk about Vegas yet. Oh, just okay. yet. Okay. okay. I, want, I want to swing back over to Manhattan yeah. from, Ham, from, from uh, Long Island to Manhattan. Mm-hmm. And I want to talk about uh, Sean, like the come up. So when you were coming up, you did the tunnel, obviously in the beginning stages and stuff like that. And, yeah. then, and then what other clubs did you start? Like what were some well, of like the beginning uh, clubs M- you like, started doing? Um, like Envy was another one. I did that a few times. But uh, I'm trying to think because was that that happened, like I said, when I took um, – in retrospect, if I could do it again, I'd go to school like in New York because the Midwest, like going out – like going to college out there kind of took me like I wasn't able to DJ those right. four years in the city. You were kind of like, uh, yeah, you know, just like on like on vacations and shit. I could, but because you could have grown up in the scene, right? Kind of a exactly, little bit more. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I did stuff in college, but that's not really all. That's gonna do is make you money. It's not really gonna get your name out or whatever. Right, right. So, so then. I don't know. Like, I'm trying to think, like, the first... It's kind of like the clubs I met you in. That's the thing. Like, then there was, like, a break for a while. But we didn't meet till like, 2003? Uh, 2004, maybe. Yeah. I mean, I was doing shit before that, but not, like, anything worth mentioning. Like, if I said the names, I don't even know if, like... It's all, it's all good. I just... No, I mean, it was mostly, like, bars and, like, you know, bullshit clubs. Yeah, but I want to. I mean, I used, I came up on fucking shitty like leper lounge on Ninth Street, Ninth Eighth Street on Second Ave. That was like, yeah, so it, fifty <laughs> people in a club, you know, in a lounge. It was like Lower East Side bars. Did you ever do yeah. um, Belmont Lounge? Which wow. one? Belmont. No, I didn't do Belmont. You did you? You did. That's, yeah, I did that spot. So you were just like kind uh-huh. of doing like Lower East Side, just hopping around from lounge to lounge. Yeah, and, shit like and like that. working with like you know. But how did you get that sh- shitty promoters too? Because I had to kind of promote my night. Like, how did you get that? Just just promoters from just. Uh, that's a good question. No, there were some. <laughs> there were some promoters. So yeah, yeah, yeah. But you just ran into them, like. No, like, I don't know how we met. Uh, hmm. Yeah, I don't know how we met. Was it, prim- <laughs> was it primarily hip hop or? Yeah, because I, I w- actually what I was going to say is I think like before I met you, my set was pretty fucking one dimensional. Like, like how? Because I remember when we finally linked up and I heard you at, I guess it was PM. Yeah. It just, I wasn't playing. Like, well, how did you get into those, PM? How, so like PM was in You New know, York. it's crazy. That was through a mixtape I made. <laughs> so like, wow. so in uh in New York, the this is when the meatpacking district was just like about to pop off. You had like Lotus, Lotus and Je- uh, Cielo. And then was Cielo? I think it was open at the time. It was. And then you, and then we had PM, and then that was Unique and Kiki, the the Haitian promoters. They Mm -hmm. and that was their first club, and I was DJing there for a minute, and then when I, and then I think it was a Wednesday. Was it your first night? Was a Wednesday? They had me on maybe, but they had me on Thursdays. Eventually, that was was it. I think I heard them on a Thursday, maybe, and then I was like, let me go check out this. I've never heard about this. This is actually a good story. You should tell it. So I go into. I go into the club, and it's like twelve forty-five or twelve thirty, and this dude is pl- and uh, Sean is playing um, LL Cool J. Uh, this is for my number. Oh yeah, yeah. Love you better. Love you better. Love you better. Yeah. This is for my number. But now, like, it was totally inappropriate. But for it that was time like, of night. It was, <laughs> like it should have no. been. Like it. Sh- I had it at like a four. It should have been at like a seven <laughs> or an eight at that point. No, but like when I walked in. And I heard it playing. I'm like, oh, shit, this is sexy. Like, this is sexy. Some sexy shit. 
and it was it was kind of like I'm like, all right, man. He's like, he's kind of you know like warming it up, <laughs> and then I'm looking at him. I'm like, all right, cool, you know. I, I don't know if I introduced myself. I think I did. Yeah, you did. But, oh, my God. And then you I, know, I, because and then you, I, I remember I was trying to date the bartender, so I would just hang out in, the, like, in front of the bartender and park myself on the bar, and I would literally just drink, talk to some homies, and I was, like, listening to his whole set. And it was, like... Probably hating every No, no, no. It, it was definitely, like... it was a, Like, it, what the fuck is he doing? No, you were, like... It was just very, like, hip-hop, R&B, like, super sexy. Like, I want to make... So, it worked I out make for the, you. Because you were trying to hit on the bartender. No, 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 no. But I, for me, I liked it because I'm like, yo, you you don't really hear those records at that time. You know what I'm saying? You hear that like early. Yeah, but it was also, I mean, let's call it what it what it was. Like I didn't know what the fuck I was doing. Really. I mean, with part, in part, you yeah. Know? I mean, because I remember with you. Right? I remember um, Unique and those guys would come up to me at the end, and they like fucking like cursing in French, just like wilding <laughs> out on me. <laughs> And I was like, my bad. So I had I learned real quick that like, because then I remember I went and listened to you, wait, and it was like you were spitting on cocaine or some shit. Like, wait, what's I wonder how you you got that from a mixtape? So I yeah, so I knew these couple. This like um, my friend's sister, she, her, and her husband. They just like to party, and so they were older, but they would go out all the time and pop bottles. But um. I gave her one of my mix CDs because I was like really on my grind with doing like mix CDs at that time. And um, she gave it to them. And I think, yo, it's so funny. They had me come do a tryout and it was the most awkward thing ever because the tryout you was... You mean PM? Yeah, the tryout was <laughs> like all the lights were on. It was like those three owners. And, and I'm like just spinning records for like... No, oh, I'm like, what the... Closed, the this yeah. this is fucking What was like weird. American Idol? It was so What weird. time was it? <laughs> it was like middle of the day. So it was like American Idol. And after like 10 minutes, they're like, okay, okay, that's good. And I was <laughs> that's like, crazy. I was like, do I, do I have the gig or not? And then they just started booking me. And This is for my number one. <laughs> <laughs> I would never think a DJ audition would go that way. Like not having you in front in of New a York, crowd. Right. That's crazy. It oh, doesn't yeah. make any sense. But is it yeah. any different than, I, I, you know, I mean, listening to a, a mixtape? It's like, okay, no, what I, are you going to get? Like, no, what, I, you, no you know. but see, I think these guys, like the thought process there was like, Let's just see if this, like, can he actually blend the record? That was okay. it. That's uh, all so they, they weren't looking for a lot. They were just looking to see <laughs> well, if you're going to Well, obviously least, not if, if I'm not playing like that fucking record. Helen Keller in the fucking DJ booth. <laughs> <laughs> if I'm playing LL Cool J at, at 1245, then I don't know. I guess it was just, like, a good mix CD and then having that connection. But that helped me get all the other shit after that. Then there yeah. was, like, Bed and... What else was there? Like Tenjun, Kane, Kane, yeah, Kane. Yeah, Tenjun was. But a lot of that was like, 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 didn't um Jamie come from, from PM? Yeah, so Jamie came from PM. Jamie Uh, Mulholland, right? Yeah, yeah. And then uh, he was a South African dude who was the manager at PM, Mm -hmm. and then he opened a a club on his own. It was that was Kane. Yeah. And then I I was spinning there, and then ultimately, I think I was there every Tuesday, and. I think I was there every Tuesday, and then when I left, I did, you took over my residency, right? Where's this a cane? Yeah, when you left. Yeah, I feel like you, I kind of followed so, right after so you. So literally, I had like I had like a, a residency at one, which is uh, another club in the uh, me packing. Oh yeah, I took mm-hmm. that one too. So literally, <laughs> when I went to Vegas, I handed all my residencies yeah, down you, to you, Sean Perry. You gave me a grip. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 
So like I was like, yo, get yo, this dude and me and you were like probably you probably knew what I was doing. He would come up to my nights, so he knew what yeah, I was doing. Yeah, but I was like the bootleg version. They were like, no. All right, crooked move, let's just bring <laughs> so in Sean. They, they were like <laughs> So I, like when I moved to Vegas, he just took it over and then you started bubbling and you started getting into Ten June when that whole when Ten June was like running shit, right? Yeah. That was a big You know, party. that gig actually came off of MySpace. <laughs> The owner, <laughs> the owner, like sent me a message on MySpace. Really? Yeah, man. I swear to God, and it was like, MySpace era was great. I got so many gigs off. Who of was in your top eight at that time? Let's <laughs> <laughs> hear that one. But um, no, my, I mean MySpace was better for gigs around like the country. Not, Dude, MySpace was not, so big during but, that time. Pause. But it was so <laughs> weird. I got, I like woke up one day and I had a message from him. I was like, holy shit! I was like, I was kind of shook because I don't want to do. I don't like doing openings of and and new anything, you know. But yeah, that's so, like a bad omen. Exactly, but it uh, that, but he did it. Yeah, <laughs> and it came from MySpace. So <laughs> yeah, which is fucking weird. But that's how dope MySpace was for DJs, you yeah. know. What's the owner say? Like, yo, I heard your shit. I, like, yeah, I think he was like, I heard you spit. I don't know, because I had been DJing a bunch of clubs, and he must have just, like, that was the thing. Back then, it was just, like, word of mouth and, like, who's spinning where and, like, right. who's hot. And there's only, like, a handful of guys. So it was just, um, I don't know if I was hot, but maybe, I think he said he heard me somewhere. He was like, I wanted to come. I was do taking it. a shit at the tunnel one night. I heard you. <laughs> <laughs> he was like, there, there, and that was the thing. Back then, it was like, so, like, Crooked would be on one night. I would be on one night. It was never like this new era of like, you know, you, you might not be back there for two months. <laughs> you know, it was like they had that resident. Well, they, they, there wasn't that many DJs to no. choose from. Now yeah, it's like, exactly. yo, you could have like you could have four DJs in one night. You know <laughs> what I'm saying? But it's like, yeah, it's just whack because like it, it was almost like you knew who was spinning on a certain night. And I was like, oh, dope. We should go there. And. Yeah, They're yeah. gonna rock it out the way they do. No, I mean, uh, I remember. Well, I so I left New York. You were like killing it with Kane. You were doing one, you and then you were doing ten June. Yeah, Kane. They had me doing a couple of nights, and they had me doing a house night on Wednesdays, which I did not want to do. And but you wanted that money. I wanted that Shmoney. money. Money, man. Money. So I agreed to it. Well, we all do that shit. If someone's like, man, we, I need you to do a party, but you got to do all reggae. Be like, yeah, I, I could do that shit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and call your homies? Nah, and then you just go to a record store and you like go to the reggae guy. And you're like, right. yo, man, I got to do like two hours of reggae. Mm -hmm. And you be like, well, I'll yeah. download anything for a party. Like, I had to do all Punjabi music one night. For a, really? Yeah, all, out, all outsource. <laughs> it was, a, it was like a telemarketing a, thing. That it's all the people that out, they outsource for the tech support and stuff like that. Why does that sound racist? I had to do a Punjabi. No, 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 no. It was that's a, correct. I, no, right? nothing. No, that's correct. I, f I fucking love all that stuff. Yeah. I just don't know anything about it. So they said, listen, Bollywood, Punjab, um, you know, um, uh, Pakistani pop. How many pop hours and did you have like to that. do that? It was like a three-hour party. So I hit Holy up Jay shit. Dobby, you know, in New York is like, he knows all that stuff. He does a lot of that. He's in the mix over there. Was this Serato ever? Oh, this was in Atlantic City when I was on that little AC stint oh, a few years ago. Yeah, that's right. And then everybody's coming up to me. They're like, how do you know all this about the music? I said, I have no idea what the fuck I'm playing. I, but I but I Yeah, love that's it. the same. Like last week I had, um, or this week I had, they were like, we want British rock. And I'm like, what? <laughs> so I just fuck it. Well, I mean, I feel like a lot of classic rock is is like. From so what you was playing? Anyway. Like Clash? Like I don't know. Batsy music? But you could do anything, like Bowie and like yeah. fucking Led Zeppelin, Stones, or just yeah. yeah, Rolling Stones. It's a lot, actually. Yeah. Yeah, there's. I mean, it's like unless all, they're talking about contemporary, then it's like I don't have no idea when, it, when any of these yeah. bands. Like you could do like. Well, then uh, I was like, 
Where's Ed Sheeran? Chelsea yeah, Dagger. Like Ed Sheeran's British, right? Yeah. But Ed Sheeran's British. Sure. <laughs> what did I rock? say? Is no, it's like pop. But it, dude, and then it turns out you prepare all this shit and no one's fucking. British mid- it's British. No one's it never fails. No one's there. No yeah. one's listening. No and then you gives. still get asked for Pitbull. <laughs> yeah. No matter what. Play Kulo. Yeah. All right, man. Uh, wait, I want, so let's talk about Vegas now. Like, Eddie, you were the first one to come to Vegas. Right. Uh, and then never got the call. I feel like they called the Avengers to come save Vegas, and they called. I showed it sounded. I mean, the, the phone call. It was a Friday, and I was managing restaurants. I, I was always DJing, but it was never my bread and butter. I was ma- I was managing uh, yeah. these. Uh, I was working for the the original Grimaldi's, you know, but mm. the family, the Grimaldi's, and you know, and I and I, I, I was opening the you restaurant. You were like E from Entourage. <laughs> so on a Friday, Andrew Andrew calls me on a Friday morning. He's like, Eddie, it's Andrew. I said, Andrew, who? He's like, Sasson. I'm like, okay. He's like, I need you, buddy. I said. Are you are you hitting on me? Do it with the accent. <laughs> do it with the accent. He's like, I need you, buddy. I said, where? He's like, Vegas. I said, when do you need me? He's like, tomorrow. I booked you a flight. I said, he's like, can you make it? I said, well, let me you try and take it off. <laughs> and so basically he called me on a Friday, flew out on a Saturday. He was living at um, the Meridian, which we're familiar with that area, oh, know, yeah. right next to Desert Club. And uh, I go there and it's, you know, it was him. Picked me up from the airport. I go there and that Andrew. Guy, that guy still owes me money, by the way. Who? Yeah. Really? For a, for a Jet East gig. Really? No yeah. shit. I just, dude, that's one of those. You know how, like, there's, like, that little list in your head, like, oh, yeah. people that owe you money? It's like that Adam Sandler He's, list, like, people, that, yeah. people to kill. People to kill. It, not, it, <laughs> wasn't, <laughs> it wasn't that much money, but I'll never forget who owes me money. Right. If it's, if it's <laughs> significant <laughs> enough. I don't, I don't $300, <laughs> probably, back then. I don't even know if I have Which was, like, blood then. money. But, uh, that's true. That's true. Which was blood money. Yeah, so, I mean, so that was, so that was it. I, I flew out. I stayed with him at the Meridian. It was me, Marklin, Judy Teppenberg were all staying wow. there that, that week weekend and uh, i played light friday and saturday they no saturday and sunday they sat me down monday i sat down with andrew and andy and sean christie and they offered me saturdays and sundays they said listen we'll fly you out the next few weeks we suggest if you want to keep this gig you start finding a place a way to move out here Mm -hmm. and we'll also hook you up with another gig which turned out to be um foundation room foundation okay yeah were you like set on going or were you like Fuck. Oh, I didn't even think about it. I mean, I, I honestly did not even think much about it. It was like... Oh, I, I, meant, not, I, I mean moving-wise. Yeah. I didn't think about it. Yeah. It was just, the uh, you know, the opportunity presented itself. I said, who's going to turn this down? But I also didn't want to screw over the restaurant because I love those guys. So I was down to just commute for as long as I needed to because I didn't want to leave them hanging. And then, then I get called into the office by the owner of the restaurant. He's like, listen, Eddie, you're at a crossroads here. You have to make this a decision. This is Grimaldi's? Yeah. This was actually, it's called Brooklyn's Pizza. Oh, but shit. But the Grimaldi's families, you know, that started wow. Bro- the Grimaldi's and Patsy's in Brooklyn and Harlem. Those were their is nephews. Is the Brooklyn Pizza the, the spot that has the dope uh, Sicilian sl- slices? No, they don't do any slices. It's all just full. It's, like, oh. it's exactly like Grimaldi's, but they have a lot more menu items. But so he said, listen, you, you got to make a decision. Do you want to be, do you want to manage Brooklyn, Brooklyn's Pizza <laughs> or do you want to be a DJ in Las Vegas? I said, are you fucking serious? I said, here's your key. Oh, <laughs> man. That's it. I moved out here first, uh, first week in... Uh, uh, this was on the beginning of the year, right? February 10th, I think, I moved out here. I was commuting was through it? January, 2002. Yeah, and then that was it. And just, ju- at the time, uh, Justin Hoffman was doing Thursdays and Fridays, and I was doing Saturdays and Sundays. And then Justin left with ulcers that Light Group gave him and, uh, and parted ways, and then that's when... The other adventure that's when came. I got the call. Yep, <laughs> yep. That's yeah, so America never was, yeah, never was commuting for a while, and they would, they would pay him. 
And um, you guys will want the fuck out, right? When you when you like yeah, first, honestly, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'd walk in the after hours clubs. And Andrew's like, "Oh, Eddie, are you high? And are you losing your hair?" I said, "But right on both counts, I am high and I am losing my hair." <laughs> so, like, when you guys first moved out here, like Eddie, when you first came out here, uh, Light was the first bottle service club. Yeah. And then what other clubs was popping? Foundation Room? Foundation Room, I mean, that, that was very tight, members only, with the exception of Godspeed on Mondays. That's when they would open it up to the public, yeah. and it, that was just, what a part. It was Foundation just Room so was still in the same location that it is now? Yeah, same location. Um, but yeah, there was Mondays, like three rooms, was, right? Oh, yeah. Mike Fuller would oversee the main lounge, which was a lot of deep house, so he would have guys like Roy, da- Roy Davis Jr. and, uh, um, you know, King Britt would play in there and stuff from Philly, and then... Hoffman was in Shangri-La, which was the hip-hop room, and you guys all knew that. I yeah, yeah, you guys both played. I, I used to deal with Justin. I remember yeah. the Mondays in the hip-hop room was, like, epic. Oh it was, like, God. next level. I don't know, you know, and it was just, like, guys in, like, wheelchairs, like, you know, just, like, like a mixed bag of nuts. Girls, like, getting, like, fisted on the fucking dance floor Jesus and stuff Christ. like that. <laughs> <laughs> and Ju- Justin's DJing with, like, his, like, fucking cum and fucking barbecue sauce-stained, like, Puma <laughs> breakaway pants with, like... Like high as a cut, co- I'm like, I said, dude, do you even shower before you come? <laughs> Jesus Christ! <laughs> but it was, but every, but you could do that. It wasn't. It was like so not corporate then. That's yeah. so rock and roll. It's amazing. It was just. It was great. It was great. I mean, <laughs> you know, um, and then I'd crazy. be in the living room. I'd be in the dining room playing just all old school disco and funk and '80s and stuff like that. Wait, uh, Yo, fr- Justin used to come to the um, to the gig with like a bag. He didn't have a case for his um, laptop. So he just had the laptop in the bag, had the needles all loose and shit. There was no like cases a, for his needles. Oh yeah, but he yeah. had Mitt's needles. <laughs> like you have an auto farm and, like, and, and, like and a stand and a short needle. <laughs> yeah, but like a market bag or what kind of just regular? It was like a, no, a messenger bag. Right, right, oh. right, right. Oh, ta- bro. Not like a market it was, no, it was a white leather uh, Nike bag or something like that. Puma or Puma, oh, Puma or something, something like that. that yeah. yeah. <laughs> but but even when we were doing vinyl, because we were still doing we were vinyl, still doing, yeah. Um, Every record was out of the case. I yeah. mean, it was just a stack of just loose records with like you know stains and shit on them. I'm <laughs> like, oh, and I, I would like lend him records, and you'd never get it back the same way. <laughs> would have like ketchup on like the fucking track that you want to play, or like a crack in it. And so it warped. So you know what? When Eddie first moved out to Vegas, I was still doing light in New York, which is like a lounge. Yeah, yeah. Crooked, you DJ there before. So it was so funny. I used to be hating on all these DJs that. Angie used to fly them out to like touch them out in Vegas. Oh, that's right. And they used to be mad. I'm like, dude, why you you ask him before you ask me? Right, yeah. I used to be mad. I'm like, and then they bombed, right? Every single one of them. I had to, you know, I had it, to pull every fucking DJ. I could tell you a couple of them. Damn. You're not holding back, Nova. I was like Sandman Simpson. I know. He's kind of going in the Apollo. Right? I come out and be like, Nick. <laughs> and yeah. Andrew's like, get him off. He's done. Get him off. 10 minutes, 12 minutes, eight, eight, you know. When my Bro, first my you, first trial, they wanted to pull me. I, you know what? They 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 are so afraid mm-hmm. of like change and stuff like that. I think, and like I think I was playing Madonna or I was playing something. I remember you crushing it when you, you, you played, when you came in. You know what? I know you played um Madonna Isla Bonita, and it was like, well, why is he playing? That's this shit? definitely one of his records. <laughs> 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 when I think when I think uh, Isla Bonita, Bonita, I think of it. I, uh, yeah, this right? is a crooked staple. Yeah. <laughs> it's a sexy <laughs> song though, so, man. Like depending on the, it's no love you better though. <laughs> So the, actually, the first time I DJ that light, um, he burnt the shit out of me. He played like every hit record. He first saw me, he was like, "Yo, who are you?" I'm like, um, "I'm a guest DJ from New York." He's like, "Who booked you?" Really? I'm, I'm like, "Boss, the owners booked yeah. me." Yeah. Wow. 
So he got, he got on first. He played every hit record. Well, the, yeah, the, and the, the only way he's he, always been doing that though. The way no? that he got no. in, oh, I don't. The way that he got in was right when I moved out. So that was uh, I was officially here February, and then Liam goes, "Are you getting ready for the Hamptons?" I said, "What the fuck are you talking about?" He's like, we need you in the Hamptons. I said, then why did you have me move across the country? I said, I'm not doing the fucking Hamptons anymore, Liam. He's like, well, you need to find us somebody. I said, I said, what am I, the fucking talent agent for the entire East Coast? I said, listen, I'll do the first one, and I'll try and find somebody. Yeah. Jesus Christ. <laughs> but I, I got to, hey, and I, I bumped my pay scale up thanks to Never because I found, he was like, yo, I got to tell you, I got to be honest with you. They're, play, they're paying me 600 a night, and I was getting three. Oh wow! So he 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 got he got my yeah. money up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In Vegas, yeah. he's like, I just feel like you need you need to got, know this. Because I, I got into it with. Um, oh shit! <laughs> you heard that story before, right? Uh, no. Is it the Fifty uh, um, Cent story? The Fifty Cent story, yeah. <laughs> like in the club was like the hottest I, record at the time. <laughs> yeah. Where you could play it like four times during the night. You had to. Wait, that's funny. Okay, finish so, this. So story. Let me no. Yeah. Let me finish this before yeah. you get. So maybe the second or third time I played it. Come up to the DJ booth. This is before Serato. No, no, no. I was there. Oh, okay. So this is like before Serato, still vinyl. He come to the booth. He takes the record off the needle, grab the record, and run off. (laughs) So there's like no music. Wait, why? Because he was sick of 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 that song, and he was he was sick of it. So he ran off. There was like no music. So I'm like, oh shit. So I had to go. Go search for a record. And Luckily, you had doubles on. of in the club. <laughs> so what happened was, uh-huh. I found him. We was in a fucking stairway. We almost got into a fight. I'm oh, like, who man. the fuck you think you are? Me and him was like face to face. And wow. they had to break us up. And that's when I saw Eddie that night. You know what, Eddie? They paying me 600 Yeah. And what, you, what you getting? Yeah. <laughs> I was like, yo, I'm <laughs> like, yo, you need to talk. <laughs> you need to talk to these I'm people, like, man. Are you fucking serious? But wait, never. That's <laughs> right before you moved, right? Yeah. So it was like, I was supposed to move right away. This is like in February. So I waited. And then like two months later, I'm like, damn, my New York gigs is like drying up. Let me call Vegas to see what's, if it's still good out here. So I called Andy. I'm like, Andy, you still want me to move out here? He's like, absolutely. I was out here by April. No, but that's funny because the first time I'd ever heard of your name, I don't know why I never heard it uh, before this. I was working for these promoters. I just started. Mm-hmm. And they're like, yeah, we were using this. Our DJ forever, this guy never. And I remember at the time, in the club was like the biggest record. Mm-hmm. So I think I had it on like bootleg, like the killer cuts joints. Yeah. But, but they're like, yeah, he just bounced to Vegas, or I don't know if you were. Who was like, the promoter? I that's dude. I've tried to tell you this before. I want to say it was like a Josh Harris or some bullshit. Oh, I have no idea. Yeah, but the, <laughs> I mean, it definitely was someone you were. What what with. club was it? Was I working at? No, no. Th- I don't think you had done the club there. You know, they were hopping around from club to club. So mm-hmm. you hadn't done the one that I was doing. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Never put me out there in the club. We were at Dre's, all fucked up. He's like, yo, Eddie, you got to get this 50 cent record. He just keeps on going, yo, shorty, it's your birthday. And then, oh, what are you? <laughs> what? But we would, and then we would get progressively drunk. He's like, yo, I'm telling you, that record's so hot in New York. Just keeps on going, yo, shorty. He must have said, yo, shorty, it's your birthday. About 800 <laughs> times at Dre's. And I'm like, so I went, Audio Galaxy was like the, the, the spot to get all the shit. Like, if you're going to download stuff, they would have a lot of pre-release stuff. or You know, that's where I got it. And the first time I played it at light, fucking no reaction, cleared the, like, deaded the fucking energy in the room. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> Within three weeks later, I mean, you had, like, th- that wasn't by choice. I mean, when Never said you can you can get away with playing it four times, you had to. You had to, especially when Floyd was there. Yeah. Floyd was just like, just, 
you know Floyd Mayweather. Floyd Mayweather, yeah, that, you know he would, you know he would send Brandon Roke over or something like that, or he would come over and just start peeling off hundreds in the booth, and it's like keep playing, it. keep playing, it. keep. That's playing crazy. It. Damn. He, he paid for my whole trip to WMC when you're in yeah, Miami. Yeah, I got. Like, he made like sixteen hundred dollars off Floyd one night. You know who hooked me up? Fred Durst from um, Limp Biscuit. Yeah. He must have gave me like six hundred dollars no to keep shit. playing that song. Oh my god. Just to keep playing it. Yeah. It was. I never saw. I mean, that's the last. Monster record that I can remember, like, like that, Usher, like yeah, that, that, Usher, yeah, yeah, was you, yeah, that was crazy in love, crazy yeah. love, yeah, those yeah. gotta be like the trifecta, uh, two thousand, yeah. like two thousand era nightclub records. Well, back to that, maybe, that and I played, nah, and nah, I played them nah. all last night. Maybe, <laughs> maybe get low, maybe get low. Maybe. Was big. Social, I, you know what? I still no, not like Usher, yeah, yeah, that was a monster, crazy in love, but crazy in love would be like bronze. And Usher Yeah would be like silver, silver and, and it, fifty was fifty cent gold. in the club gold? would be gold. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. It was ama- it was unbelievable. I got sick of playing that shit. Like I, yeah. I would have to play and it. Six still times gets in forward. A night. It's you still get a forward if you play. Yeah. I, I mean, I still what? get big reactions. Still get requests for. Yeah. I mean, yeah. what for, was the nightclub what? that was in um in the Rio? Not Club Rio. There was another Bikinis? one. Yeah, Bikinis? Yeah, I heard. Or, kick, yeah. I was I was like, just turned twenty one. And I and I went to go see Kickapri, and he dropped Crazy and Lo- Crazy and Love, and out of it he went into into uh, Usher, yeah, and it was the reaction was just insane, unbelievable, yeah. like insane, unbelievable. Those record, I mean, unbelievable. I mean, that, that remember if you remember um, uh, Usher, yeah, Sa- saved a couple of big nights, mm-hmm. which uh, one of them is a correction from one of your earlier episodes when you were talking about uh, the Pete Rock uh, when we had Pete Rock. Oh, and Shecky. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. So that that was a little off as far as what record was, was okay, played okay. and so everything. What, what you're talking about is uh, uh, the episode with Shecky Green when he was talking about when he brought Pete Rock into light, right? Right, which was everybody was excited. We were all hanging. We were all excited. My, I think I don't know if Milo was here at the time, but we were all hanging behind the booth. No, Milo wasn't there. No, I don't think. Yeah. But uh, Pete Rock opens up with um, Raw, Big Daddy Kane Raw, yeah. and, um, and uh, set it off, like back to back. And everybody's like behind the booth like, going crazy and then andrew comes up and this was still vinyl days and andrew comes up he's like get him off i said I'm not, <laughs> i said i said are you i said are you out of your fucking mind he's i said i'm not pulling pete rock he's like who the fuck is pete rock i said that's why i do what i do and you do what you do i said if you want to pull him you get whoever booked him to pull him and um yeah, and then the and then pete rock says to me he's like what did he say i said that's the owner i said he wasn't expecting the old sc- he doesn't know these records he's like what does he want me to play i said he only knows like new shit he's like Whatever he wants. He's like, but I'm going to have to use your records. I said, all right. He's like, give me that fucking record that keeps on saying yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> so I, had, I had doubles of yeah for why I have no idea because I don't do that. But, uh, and he just fucking came on, <laughs> fucking ripped doubles. And then Andrew knocks on, the, knocks on the window, gives me the thumbs up. He's like, killing it. I'm like, he's one record deep. <laughs> he, but he could, he, literally, he could not have played a smarter record to... To make Andrew happy, because Andrew was like, never knew the names of the records. Right. He called and fucking... And everyone, everyone probably screamed when they heard it. Oh, right? it was yeah. You, yeah. So that was the but first that, time that That's saved. cool that he mm-hmm. agreed to do it, because a lot of oh, guys... He was, so, he was so cool, and, yeah. he, and he did his thing, and he was great. The check was, great. was probably nice. He's that's like, why. he killed it. I'm like, I'm sure. Yeah, I'm sure. But, um, and then the second time that record saved the night was the Tommy Lee night. For yeah. uh, we did a party called "Who's Your Sugar Tom, Daddy." So Tommy Lee, the drummer from, uh, from Motley, Motley Crue, Cooper, yeah, we had him. Pamela and Anderson's all him and Arrow. Um, we had booked. Wait, so, wait, wait. So Tommy Lee was DJing. Tommy Lee was DJing. Well, kind of. Basically, him and Arrow were like a duo. Oh. Arrow was kind of the 
the actual there was DJ. Like the, the there was like the, um, the DJ AM and Travis Barker. Yeah, right? but it sounds of atrocious. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, it was rough. <laughs> I, it was rough. But, but you know, in a nutshell, so, you know, here's our, you know, we had the main DJ booth at Light, and we just ran out of the rain across the dance floor and set them up with their own booth because they wanted, they had all the effects units and drum machines, and they had, they wanted a shitty Pioneer 600 or whatever it was at the time. So that's what we did. We ran them out of our mixer. So I opened the night and we sound checked them. I met with up. I met up with them in the, uh, during the day. And Tommy Lee, just a total gentleman, sweetheart, nicest guy in the world, shows up, fucking ossified, like shit faced. <coughs> but the whole place lit up. All the girls start screaming as he's walking through the club. I'm like, this is pretty fucking sick. And then they go on and then just proceed to play like, like generic break beaty kind of. Doom. With like the Guns N' Roses guitar. And it just, people were fucking sitting on the dance floor. It was that bad. If they didn't leave, they sat on the dance floor, some of the people. And Andrew Wait, goes. Wait, they sat on the dance floor? They were sitting on the dance floor. Like it was like, 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 it was like we were in uh, like fucking refugees, like waiting to get placed <laughs> and like fucking. <laughs> yeah. Fuck it. So, uh, so Andrew had words with Tommy's manager, I remember. He's like, your boy's got five minutes to fucking to get this place going. He's like, what are you going to do? He's like, I will embarrass you worse than you've ever been embarrassed your whole life. And Andrew doesn't fuck around. Like, you know, Andrew does not fuck around. He yeah. thrives on fucking with people, too. And, um, and so, um, so he didn't, so it was getting worse. So he's like, Eddie, pull him. And then, well, I'll leave that. I'll leave a part out. There were, you know, the, the person that booked him was actually kind of hiding behind a curtain. At yeah, light. Yeah. Remember we had the curtains yeah. around the room? And um, and uh, so Eddie goes, pull him. I said, I'm not pulling him. He's like, all right, at least show me how to do it. How do I turn his music off? I said, turn that knob all the way down. He's like, all right. He's like, all right. And, ne and never was there that night. And he goes, Eddie, you go to Tommy's booth. Give me a signal when you're there. Never get a, get a bomb ready. That was always the, the get a bomb ready. And so never pulled out, you know, never pulled out. Usher, yeah. I get over to Tommy's booth. I give like this fucking stretch, like, like I'm here. Fucking half a second later. No, he goes, quick silence, and then you hear, and everybody fucking erupts. And Tommy Lee's going nuts because he thought Arrow dropped it. Right. Arrow turns to Tommy Lee and goes, I'm not playing this, bro. We got pulled. <laughs> and then Tommy just loses his shit. He's going after his manager. We, he got escorted out of the club. I think he got 86, and it made international he was getting, news. He was getting, like, physical kind of, right? He oh, yeah, so no, hit. yeah. He was belligerent. He was, so, he was very drunk, man. He was very intoxicated. So, so it, security it, had to, like, literally oh, he, him he him got up walked out by a fucking crew of security that was I thought, um, sorry, I didn't mean Richard to cut Bennett you off. I thought you had a story with him on Twitter. Tommy Lee? Yeah, was that someone else? Oh, Pete Wentz. Oh, that's yeah, who yeah. it was. Okay, my bad. That's another story. <laughs> <laughs> that's one for. But I have a. I, I had the same thing. I think they booked. Oh no, I'm mistaking him with uh, Kid Rock, because Kid uh, Rock DJed one time. Oh yeah, he did a few. few well, he, oh, did, yeah. he did like a New Year's and then he they. Did New Year's they twice. I've spun with him when he was wasted out yeah. of his head. He's, he can I, scratch a little. Yeah, he's a good DJ. I yeah. actually DJ with him for he's, that New Year's. That was like the opening of Jet. Yeah, and it was New Year's Eve, and he came like ten minutes later. So no, it, was it was like not. It was. It was, it was like twelve after ten. His first did the oh, countdown. No. <laughs> well, well they, he did. He did. He did. He DJed for us like two or three times a jet. One of them was that New Year's, and then one of them was when we had Billy Gibbons from uh, ZZ Top. That was like another oh, Travis yeah, yeah, Barker yeah. AM thing, which I was like, oh, this is cool, but it was not good at all. And he I had to do late. that. I had to do that one, and then oh, they, that, yeah, yeah, and then they they cut them off. They cut them off. Yeah. Well, you know, he shows up. Girls, again, again similar to the Tommy Lee That night. only lasted 10 minutes. Right. 
But it be, because he goes, Happy New Year, motherfuckers, and everybody's going nuts. And his first fucking record was fucking um, The Joker by Steve Miller Band. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like, Happy New Year, That's girls so are screaming. Dope. And I'm like, do, 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 Some people call me the space cat. I'm like, <laughs> so <laughs> dope. Like fucking Twilight Zone? <laughs> and yeah, that didn't last too long. And then, and then we, did a, we did another night when we had Flash. And so I played with Flash, and then, and then he showed up, and then we did like this kind of round robin between you know kid rock scratching with his elbows and all this shit and then flash would go on and then i would just then i just closed the night but uh yeah no he he knew his way around but he was always so fucked up unlike us and then i came and then i moved out to vegas Mm -hmm. and then uh oh four oh five no it was end of oh five and then i mean fuck man you guys were like you guys used to scare me y'all used to go hard y'all used to go ham we did holy shit even like before you saw <laughs> so drinking, when I, I, first, got, I got drunk just thinking. About when we when I first moved out here, I don't man. Cause yo, like I, I I thought like I used to go like cause no, me man. and me and Sean we drank and, a lot in New York. Me and Sean and like the homies in New York, we would we would drink, but we like when I came no, to man. Vegas, these dudes it's, were like it's scary. <laughs> like Brian Hathaway used to ha- uh, no. keep a bottle of Jaeger in the in the electric. Yeah, but y'all, but y'all never wanted <laughs> to go home. Like y'all, no, we never did. Yeah, no, I remember one night I was off and Eddie worked. And he calls me like five in the morning. He's like, Nev, um, why don't you go hang out, man? So and so's having a party at that house. He picked me up like five in the morning. That was, no, that was such an, that was an amazing then, night. Never stop name dropping. Like, you and can be saying that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, and then yeah. we went to the, you picked me up like five in the morning. We went to. It's where one of the cocktail waitresses um, from Light clogged the toilet because she took a huge dump. Jesus it, that was a story for years and years, and I think that was the night that the, the girl who hosted the party, her boyfriend at the time, got arrested for a DUI, and, <laughs> she, and but, she decided but, to have a but party. The party but, but the party <laughs> kept going. But the, yeah, I, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then you know, at light group Christmas parties, they would have all these. Okay, like, okay, really okay, okay, before we get into that shit. <laughs> Jesus Christ! Yeah, they're gonna. We should just make our own podcast with them too over there. Nah, they shouldn't even. You can't even record their <laughs> podcast. You gotta like. You gotta air their podcast when they both die or some shit. <laughs> 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 These motherfuckers are like rat. This is some like Nixon shit. Like I don't know. Like what? I didn't say any names. It's like the Trump you, files. You bleep yeah, bleep but never it. keeps retarding. Like, He's just like pauses, like should I say it? Fuck well, it, I'm gonna say the name. To, yeah, but he's James gonna bleep it. Yeah, so if you say, but if he says the name, don't repeat it. <laughs> I didn't say any names. No, they, I think what would have thrown it off is when you preface it with their their new position in life. Like, yeah, it's exactly. Like, oh, well, so and so's device. I'm not gonna say, say the name though. <laughs> 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 Yo, like that. I remember when Sean would come visit us, right? You would come to Vegas, like all the homies from New York would just come to Vegas, and we would wild the fuck out, and it'd be nuts, but. I literally learned from these dudes. Like, you guys would never go home. We would finish because no. we would DJ till like five, four thirty, five a.m. And then you guys would go to Empire Ball. Is Empire that what it was? Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. We yep. spent the. Yeah. And, and can I just say that that was like the wackest music I've ever heard in my life? <laughs> was that? And the I don't know why. MGM? Yeah, I they would drag me there. The utopia. Yeah. Then, yeah, it'd be like just this house that like, and it wasn't even house. What no, it was like they would have a lot of trance stuff and a lot of just the West Coast kind of trance was always like very nondescript and just it wasn't really like not a lot of builds and a lot of not a very kind of monotone. I was with the hangout though. Not all the. I loved it there, though. I mean, and I then you had the balcony, the I would love, the, the I would love shitty, like shooting the shit with these dudes, like hanging out with them, but they, they wouldn't leave, man. It'd be like <laughs> 7 a.m. It was fairly new to us still, though. I mean, it was. St- I was still like, you know, we, we uh, wanted to hang out. We were full of piss and vinegar out here. I mean, it was really exciting. Do you remember exciting. going to Empire Ballroom? You do, right? <laughs> nah, not really. Maybe a little. I do. 
Do you? I like it. Because I, I remember I you guys to, be like, what, what are we doing here? Like, let's. let's I just, you know, no, what, I you know, felt like I wanted to get the fuck out. Yeah, of yeah. There. Yeah, but the best part was that you would have these places that everybody would congregate at, whether they liked it or not. You would see some friends, yeah, like, yeah. kind of share war stories from their clubs and your clubs. But you wouldn't, see people, nice. you wouldn't see people at their best, man. I'll tell you that much. Huh? You wouldn't see people at their best. You would That's see them, like, totally, like, yeah, man. yo, is he okay? Like, yo, don't go near him. He's like, he's <laughs> fucked up. It'd be like that kind of shit. And he acts like it's like a big family reunion. It's not. It's scary, and then if like, but I was also on drugs too. So yeah. I was like, I was fit. I was right in the cut. I was like, you Dude, know, God I'm gonna it. tell you something. I would be like drunk, and I would be like the soberest person there, and I would be like obliterated drunk, <laughs> <laughs> and I would be like sobering up as as I'm introduced to every person. Like, oh, this is this is, this is Tommy. I'm like, hey, he's like, hey, what's up, man? I'm like, oh shit, and I mean, hey, me Barbara, hey, what's up? I'm like, oh shit, and I'm like, yo, I gotta go home. Like tweaked out, <laughs> meth heads playing drums. Like, oh, this is fucking. <laughs> oh yeah, he's like, <laughs> dude. But, it was not, but fun. Not, not for nothing. I have a, I have a, an entire folder of of goodies from between you and Neva. I, I share. I have my annual photo share with a picture of, of Sean and Neva. But what we, you all, we were all there. Pictures? I have stuff for you, like passed out, like <laughs> all of us passed out at various you know times. At uh, God knows where. And if uh, he wasn't going to Empire Ballroom, we used to go to Dre's. Dre's. And this was like before Dre's was doing hip hop. It used to be like all house. Yeah, and it was like hard to get into Dre's at yeah. that time. Yeah, but it was Wait, still a fun place to hang out. Whether you like the music, like that's what people. Yeah. yeah, yeah, but you can't expect the best out of anybody when when you're you know at, at an after hours club in Las Vegas. It's funny, man, because I was I was telling I was telling Sean to come out to Vegas for like forever, bro. Forever, yeah. I I missed the gold rush. You yeah. guys were the yeah, goal. We got, I mean, we, I yeah. think the last was probably you, Crooked, to come out and like that made the cut before it, everything. Yeah, started before to it shoot. turned into actually, a, I want to say it was Milo, probably Mighty Milo. Was Milo the last got one. it. Oh yeah, yeah, you're right. Yep, yeah. good call. But uh, um, yeah. no, it's. It, I would tell him every like after 2007, I would be like, you need to come out. No, and you in know, 2008, you need to come it, out. What happened with me was I was still working a decent amount, and then. Um, and then, I don't know, it probably would have been a few years earlier, but then this AC gig came up in Atlantic City, and they were paying me a shit ton of money to, like, not do a lot of work. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm like, hey, if that's... Where, where, which yeah, was that? I kind of want to talk about the AC days, because you got to explain the commute. I mean, know? the only thing miserable was getting on that fucking Greyhound bus. Oh, yeah. uh, no, the Jitney, the, the, the Jitney's, yeah. like, luxury compared to what Real, I... Uh, I was just with like, oh man, it was like, it was depressing. And then, the, <laughs> and then when the final destination is fucking Atlantic City, it's, it, like, it's yeah. not like you, you, there's like a pot of gold at the end of the rainbow, <laughs> other, than, <laughs> other than your paycheck. I don't but what spot was this that you, what you that you uh, were doing? Oh, this, yeah. this wasn't that long ago. No, no, exactly. I was saying, I so I was saying I I probably would have moved here sooner because my New York gigs had dried up at that point. Um, and uh, but that thing came up, so I was like you know caking off of that so i was like i'm good but but when you came out i was still working a lot so yeah yeah so but i would tell you every year like, no i know you gotta come out you gotta come out yeah and, and but but the other thing is is like i don't think you could ever predict even with serato coming around that like every 
fucking DJ and his mother like just fucking moving out here and like working five. Yeah, nights it, got, a week. it got really like oversaturated. It got with so. People. Yeah. But like, there was a little bit of it in the early two thousands when a lot of the New York guys were like, "Oh, you know, they're they're making all this money. We're from like that that kind of New York yeah. arrogance that comes out of a, right. a lot, you know a mm-hmm. lot of people. Like, oh, we're gonna come out there if they're doing it, we'll crush it because we're so and so and we we yeah. did some bridge and tunnel spot in New York and they would come out and most of them failed. Uh-huh. A, a lot of them failed. A lot, of, yeah. <laughs> One held on. There was there was you know. You know, no, but what I was saying is, by the time I moved here, it, it was it was a wrap. Like it's like the politics is like crazy. A manager, no manager. Right. The play, politics play right person. now is is kind of nuts in, yeah. in Vegas. Like to the because I think when yeah. I first moved out here, you could get a loan on on talent. Like they could spot you, be like, yo, that that dude's a workhorse. The dude's good. Let's put him in. Now it's like it, it doesn't matter. It doesn't like it's like. It's, I don't know what it is. It's like this dude's homie or, or oh, these guys go out. Ter- yeah, like it's, everyone's it's going. About, to, man. Yeah. yeah, it's like everyone's putting somebody I on. hear about a lot of it from you guys before I listen because I'm not working really, I, I'm, you know, in the clubs anymore. And it sounds exhausting. Like, you know, dancing around, you know, you having to play this song this way. And, I, you know, I started seeing it at, um, what's the, uh, I was hanging with, uh, I went up there to hang with Spider one night. Yeah. And do- dope spot, but th- they had a uh, working there, and mm-hmm. I and that was the first time I experienced it, and that, that was just like this new wave of things that were done. And he's like, "All right, I want you to play this, but I need you to drop it when he says this, and when when he's about to say this, cut it out, yeah, and then I'm going to say this." And I'm like, "Wow!" But he always did that, and that no, 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 that was, was his, annoying. no, that was his thing. Yeah. But it was the first time I really saw it. Saw, and like yeah. this, like I'm like, "Whoa, what is going on here?" And they made it work, and you know, but it, it wasn't something that I wanted to get down with, and I just really started that's when i really started to distance myself from like any desire to, to do nightclubs anymore and now i'm like but know. going back to what you were saying the politics like i, I didn't i was kind of like oblivious to it until t- I mean, towards the like, end like what was the year that you came out here around me yeah it was just a few years ago so like yeah, yeah. you know 2015 okay okay yeah. i mean you 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 kind of moved in you're saying you moved to Vegas in an era where you think it became just more widespread, so it was harder. <clears throat> excuse me, it was harder to get like a gig, right? It was harder to get. Yeah, I mean, like I said, I well, like you were saying, I should have moved way, like probably when I don't know when you moved here, dude. But uh, I I got here pretty early, like yeah, he got here. You got here before me. Well, yeah. Oh, I really? Came, like, oh, yeah. I thought you came after. <laughs> no, no, no. I, th- I think you're I saying moved before here. Jamie. Jamie just moved yeah. eight months, bro. Yeah, Cookie, you came oh five. Oh five. Yeah, I think I was like oh three. Oh okay. Oh, wow. Yeah, well, I don't know why I always think that. Well, I want to kind of go through these questions because I don't know. I feel like all of these DJs always. What do you got? All these DJs in the country and uh, you know across the world. Shout out to all the listeners, by the way. Yeah, shout out to all the listeners. I feel like a lot of people have these expectations or these uh perspective, like a a certain perspective on how D- Vegas is and what it is and the whole thing about it and uh i just want to like maybe give them some clarification or Or. reality or whatever the fuck (laughs) but um when y'all first moved out here and then even you could say personally and even dj style like what was the biggest adjustment y'all had to make for vegas because i always say and some of my homies like make fun of me, but it's just energy. Yeah. Like as soon as the doors open, that's what I was yeah, remember you said that. Yeah. Yeah. energy, right? They but it's yeah. not energy like burn the DJ, it's burn the headliner. It's just like you got to know what songs 
create that energy. Yeah. And even if it's like beginning of the night, doors open, it's still got to have energy kind of. You know what I mean? Because people walk in at 1030 like drunk out of their ass. Like they just came yeah, from somewhere game. else. Yeah. Yeah. But I think back, back then, like I used to open up light with like funk and soul. And yeah, stuff yeah. like that, and, and and like Earth, Wind, and Fire type stuff, because we did have a, a very like an, like for instance, like every Sunday, almost every Sunday, Tony Curtis used to come in with his young yeah. girlfriend. That's in peace, Tony D. Curtis. Tony Curtis. He loved um, Earth, Wind, and Fire September. September, right? Yeah. Yep. But that's yep. a high energy song. No, it's great, but yeah. I mean, but you can get, but now if you open up any club right I mean, now with Earth, Wind, and Fire, you know, yeah. it's way different. But and then uh, another adjustment I would say is like I moved out here and and it was still uh, we were still on vinyl. Dance music, I would say more house type stuff was more predominant in the, in the clubs. Mm-hmm. Like you could still do Daft Punk one more time and right, Mojo right. and all that stuff. And, and it was great. So as far as my vinyl that I bought with me, it was maybe three boxes. Two and a half were house and trance and tribal and stuff like that and old school stuff. And then maybe I would have maybe 80 to 100, maybe 80 to 100 hip hop and R&B songs that you would just drizzle on top to break it up a little bit. And then within, I always used the 50 album as the timeline. When Get Rich or Die Trying dropped, that would seem to cause a huge paradigm shift in what needs to be, what the people wanted. What opened. And then it became, I'm now on five boxes of records, four and a half for hip hop and R&B, yeah. and like that much house, maybe like 30 house records. I feel like know? the opening set in Vegas in like 2005 to 2007, eight was like Monifa... Touch it. Touch yeah. it. Mm-hmm. One twelve. <laughs> Remember? Yeah. Like uh, Kylie Minogue. <laughs> yeah. La, la, can't get you out of my yeah, mind. Yeah, yeah. Remember that shit? Like uh, She Wants great. to Move, like N-E-R-D, like those kind yeah, of records. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. like that, all of that yeah. kind of like 110, 115 yeah. and shit. Yeah. yeah. And then, honestly, like, what, what do openers play now when they open? But you're saying then it even turned into more high energy, right? Is that where you were going with that, kind of? No. I mean, what is high energy opening now? Because, like... Uh well, dude, there's a lot of twerk which I'm not a fan of, and I mean, I the twerk remixes. Yeah, I don't try and play that shit, but I do, I do occasionally, and it works. And I'm like, this is horrible. What do you, what but, D? What do you start the night off with? Um, it just I, depends, man. Like shift. I always I always start around 100 BPM, just because I don't want to yeah, go slow good. and I don't want to hit them too fast. And at that time, it's like bartenders are like setting up, waitresses is kind of playing playing for them at that point, and then 30 minutes in. I always get like a slow rush, so it's like. I mean, name a couple records. Shift for the first half hour. First half hour. Chris Brown, Love More with a uh, uh, Nicki Minaj. Um, Shift for the yeah, like uh, I do like Cassie. Yeah, like some mustard records. Me and you, yeah, mustard. Um, like you say, Chris Brown, like yeah. run this, or run that, yeah, run that shit. Yeah, like shit that came out like in oh five oh six R and B joints like that. Yeah, and then like some like you said DJ Mustard. Like um, don't tell them, um, twenty four hours, yeah, all that type of ninety five BPM shit. And I mean, even now, like, I mean, Latin's big, reggae's big, so I can like fit those in them openings really easy. I mean, when did you have to make any adjustments mm-hmm. to your set when you first moved out? I started. Here? Uh, you know, honestly, I didn't know anything but hip hop when I first moved there, so I had to make a big adjustment, especially when I started with Tao Group. I, I I knew very limited things about like up tempo like house tracks, so just folk, like really watching other DJs that I like would go out all the time and just kind of like picked it up. I mean, Jamie, you're moving out here now. Yeah. I mean, you didn't really. I mean, I guess you DJ, not regularly in LA, but you 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 know you kind of DJ. Yeah, here I was there. out there. What is there any things that you have to change? 
Well, now the the gigs that I've been getting, especially from from Eddie, is a lot of old school. So that's like shit that I really, really didn't play out there. Maybe some, but not on the regular. But what do you call old school? Like eighties and nineties hip hop. Oh, okay. R and B. Uh, I even sprinkle like some like old fucking uh, Curtis Blow stuff and shit like that, which is fun because I grew up like I grew up listening to a lot of old shit, especially like uh, Lauren Hill. I played that shit all night. But these long. are like lounges and like yeah. yeah lounges, I'm, I'm curious. Well, um, what Curtis Blow would you play? Would you <laughs> play? <the> breaks? Okay. <laughs> the breaks wherever I, I find when I'm just digging through it. But um, no, like it. LA is like I don't know. LA's too bougie. LA is like people don't want to hear the music. They're just there to hang out. So it's like there's no energy in LA. Yeah. Everyone's just like wants to be seen and stuff. Yeah, like that. they do it for the Instagram. Well, yeah. then what? What about personally? What was the? What was one of the personal things that when you moved out here? How was it adjusting to Vegas? Personally, oh, so you're saying not the music? Nah. Uh, well, first of well, all, well, first I thought, dri- I thought I was gonna hear like some more interesting shit about the musical sets that changed when you came out to Vegas, but nothing really like. You know, everyone was saying different shit. No, personally, it was everything. It was like driving everywhere, and you know, and I mean, do we? They, <laughs> I figured it's a DJ podcast, but let me think. Uh, personally, I don't know. Okay, it's, maybe, you know it was a, maybe it was a dumb question. No, 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 no. I got no. I, no, I, I got to say like the heat no. and shit like that. No, no, it's, no but it's like a what? <laughs> it's very one dimensional. I got a good one. First off, when the I time first, zone is really fucked up. It's three hours behind. <laughs> what else? When I there? first moved out here, um, we lived at the Desert Club. That so, was the rite of passage for us. Exactly. So when I first moved out here, I got my first, I got my crib out here. We had like a swimming pool. Yeah. And I was, I, f- I felt like I lived on Park Avenue. Yeah. Because I'm yeah. not used to that shit. No, it oh, no, I'll say that. The quality <laughs> of life, like I was like, the the cost of living, I had like a big ass two bedroom yeah, apartment. Yeah, I mean, I was like, what I was kind of going for. Okay. like a, I don't oh, know what you were talking yeah, about. Yeah. And like overlooking a pool. Oh, no, this yeah, is oh, no you, you can enjoy, you can enjoy, your, it's not as hand to mouth as, as it is on the East Coast. I mean, you yeah. can enjoy your money and you don't have to make a ton of it because I, I don't well, think any I, of us were when we I first always, moved down. I always tell motherfuckers, if you could, if you could earn, uh, I would say even now, if you could earn like fucking three thousand dollars a month, oh, you'll be fine. You'll live yeah. like really comfortably. Yeah, which yeah. is insane. Like, yeah. like if you tried to do like that for real, you could get like a one bedroom apartment for like maybe nine fifty or eleven fifty. Now, yeah, yeah. yeah. Now? When, we, when, when, now? when we when we when mm-hmm. we moved out here, a one bedroom at Desert Club was six six eighty nine or six fifty yeah. or something like that. But that yeah. was like high. And yo, no, I, not necessarily. Next door at the Meridian was more of the high end place, but compared to what we would n- normally get on the East Coast dude, for that kind of money, I, got, it was like, I had like a two, never said it yeah. was like you. You felt like you were living on. You get like yeah, a two bedroom with like a washer dryer, mm-hmm. uh, and with a balcony, balcony two bathroom, yep. yeah, for like your own parking space, nine fifty. Yeah. yeah, unbelievable. It was unbelievable. I mean, it's probably a little different now. Like, it's probably, I don't know. <laughs> it's, well, it's not, not so much, that not far so much off. different. It's yeah. not too much different. Yeah, it's not too much different. I had a two-bedroom, like two two two-bathroom condo for, like, with a two-car garage. Like, I'm not fucking G. around. Like, if you came out here and you DJed, like, and honestly, man, like, you could DJ a lounge and get 300 to 500, right? Yeah. And honest, and what's going on in New York right now, New York is fucked for the DJ rates right now. I don't think really? LA is much different. No, no, no. LA is a little bit more. Than fucking New York, and in New York is longer. Well, which New York hours. playing now? Say if you do a f- five, six hour, and if you like to ten, no, no, like I'm not fucking with you. Like there's some venues, and I'm talking about like high, like high profile venues that where you DJ literally ten thirty to like four a.m. or three a.m. and it's like four hundred dollars. 
Wow. Yeah. And then you could get a gig in Vegas. You could get like a three hundred to five hundred dollar gig in Vegas. You get like four of those a month. You you might be alright with a roommate. (laughs) You know what I mean? (laughs) Maybe. You know what I'm saying? You'll be fine. You'll be fine. You'll be alright. I I, I live off of lounge money right now. I mean, that's all I want. I I love it. I just I love it. And you could save money. Honestly, (laughs) man, like I I would have never been able to open new. Would would never if because I had money saved up that you know what I'm saying and also like the taxes and all of this other bullshit that you don't have to deal with in Vegas man you know what I'm saying For but, sure. you become a minimalist <clears throat> when you come to Vegas like you don't want to get you don't want to get a lot of shit like I was really living off of like 400 bucks at a point cool you want to help me move and I'll disprove that <laughs> 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 I look like a I'm like a hoarder when I first moved out here, I still had my apartment in New York. So I was living Damn. Right. Yeah. The I was luxury. Paying in New York. That's yeah, right. That's right. That's right. Vegas. Yeah, How man. much is a rent in New York? Oh, and what was it like a one? Ha- I might have been paying Harlem. Like, you were yeah, Harlem? Harlem. I think I might have been paying like eight hundred at the time. Mm. But now it's like I heard the rent at my old spot is like two thousand. Well yeah. For one, L- one bedroom. In LA, my friend just got a, a one bedroom. It was like a little studio for eighteen hundred. I was like, that shit man. is just crazy. That's standard though in LA right now. That's, That's yeah. Insane, and then man. the traffic is crazy and then the fucking But you tell me all the time like the you, gas is the crazy. one thing you like about here is that there's no traffic. There's no traffic. Just the minimal amount of traffic that I can deal with. But it, L.A., I mean, Sean can tell yeah, you, that shit is like yeah, gridlock. L.A. And, and New York, I mean, when people bitch about traffic out here, it's like you go sit on the Cross Bronx or the Van Wick or, so, or, or no, anywhere nah. in L.A. LA it's like you I have would, no idea what traffic uh, so is. So just to paint a picture, if, if anybody knows, I worked in Fairfax, which was roughly like 10 miles away from my house, and I would get home hour and a half after my shift went in. And I would get off at 7, so I wouldn't get home until like 8.30. Yeah, well, I can add to that. So I'm like... I'm in Orange County now, but when I get booked at these gigs, like I'm kind of doing loungy shit, like restaurant shit, but um, it's it actually sucks for me because I'm hitting rush hour, and I shit you not, it takes two and a half to three hours one way. Yeah. Wow. And that's only, he his that's distance, I know two, it's only like 25 miles. Yeah, no, yeah. no, I'm going I'm going like 50 or 60, 50? Okay. But, but still, that, that puts 40, it in perspective. That's about a 45-minute yeah. drive. It's 45 exactly. minute drive. Yeah, yeah, that was, that, I think that's what, one, I was just sitting in traffic one time, I think I called down, I was like, yo, I'm over this traffic, I'm moving. Yeah, no, I I'm, think about I'm it all gone. the time. Fuck this place. <laughs> <laughs> On a uh, Vegas move note, what um they also saved money uh, because we used to pass uh, my air mattress down whenever, whenever. <laughs> oh, some that's right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh. I about that. So I, 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 I moved out here with like a frying pan, <laughs> like a pair of shorts, yeah, and yeah. like a clock radio, and I, I, and I and I would buy and I bought an air mattress, and then you know that's that's what I lived on, and then we never moved out here. Passed it to never, or did I pass it to my dad first? No, who I came out? You came out first, I think I came and then my first. dad, and then my dad took it. it, then Crooked took it, yeah. and Sean, and then oh, and I, I talked it. to Sean. He's like, "Yo, I think I have your um, <laughs> air mattress." I think, "Yo, that shit that is mad Sean, funky." Did you pass it down anyway? I <laughs> did not. I still have it. <laughs> no, no, no. Do you really? Yeah, of course. Oh, I mean, I think I do. I think it's in stores somewhere. Oh, I think God. you got to bring it back and give it to Jamie. <laughs> I know. I was gonna say oh, Jamie needs. Give it to Jamie for the hell of it. It's a torch. It's a good air mattress. It's quality. It's, a, it's a, like rose of good luck and shit. How oh many ill stains are on God. it though? There's some like <laughs> nasty stains. I didn't use it for that I, long. I, I had I it for I, like a good three months yeah. before I got a bed. Yeah. I think I slept on it about eight months. I only I had it. No, I didn't have it that long. I had it like maybe like two, three weeks and, and when only, I was waiting for the bed. You know what's so funny? Shit. Only reason I got a bed because one night I hung out with Eddie and um, Dean Winters, uh-huh. the, the actor from Oz. 
We was like, we went on the bench. And we just like. <laughs> yeah, oh, that time? <laughs> yeah, that one time. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I got home like around what, 12 or 1 o'clock in the afternoon. Yeah. Had the worst hangover, and I'm just like, yo, I gotta get it back. This mattress is not doing it. It's time, it's time to move Wait, on. Wait, how long did you have that air mattress? Like three months. Three months? You were sleeping on it? Crazy. You know, and you had the money to buy a bed. You just I did, did it. Yeah, yeah, we all. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, he was stacking. And let's let's go back. Like with that information, right? Mm-hmm. You gonna believe that that story about never like. Throwing a hundred dollar bill at a at a dude that was trying to request something. That's bullshit. Oh, <laughs> I remember, yeah, I remember hearing that story on here. Yeah, yeah. You know <laughs> that story. That. That's the reason why we we betted a hundred. It was that because he said he threw a hundred. We said fuck it, let's do a hundred. <laughs> fuck I'm that. Fucking shit. liar. How you sleep on that shit? <laughs> he hustled. I don't know, man. I don't know, man. It was just like, and I Sean, you're staying at Nevers, right? Yeah. And the AC is another thing. Like, never doesn't turn his AC on unless. <laughs> no, it's I've been like, I've been looking I out mean, for Sean. I've cutting the AC on. Well, no, I mean, let's wait. Put the, you don't cut on the AC. No, no, no. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Let me tell you, like it really is. <laughs> I mean, yes, he's been a very gracious host. He got food and shit for the fridge, but he he does cut like a couple times. I didn't want to go to the pool party that he was DJing. He'll cut that shit off. Well, it's it's a timer, right? I'm, not, I'm not keeping it on in the daytime. It's a timer, right? No, but he cuts yeah. it off and then leaves, and I didn't know that it was cut off, so I start sweating. <laughs> <laughs> but it haven't been that hot. <laughs> Doesn't it cost more when you cut it off and you cut it back yeah, on? Never, never, but keep it real. No, I would cut it off for like a couple of hours. But what's, at night. what's hot? What's hot? Did your grandmother used to Dude, tell you those like stories 80, too? It's been 85 yeah. degrees out here My this aunt. past weekend. Oh, it hasn't same thing with the Wait, light. What? Like, 85 it, is kind of high. No, but it's been high 80s. But remember, it was 95. My, my house is cool. But, <laughs> no, but crooked. You Wait, walked you in yesterday. House? Huh? You have trees around your house? I do. Okay, you good. Wait, you believe I'm saying my house is cool? <laughs> I, hey, yeah. Yo, you walked in yesterday. You were like, "It's hot as fuck in here," and it was, I because I was stuffy. a little, sh- I was a little shook to turn it on. I might have cut it on for like an hour. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a padlock on the fucking thermostat. Yeah. No, I know how he is. With I remember, AC. like, I stayed at his crib one. I, like, I would you know, obviously, I would get like drunk, and I would just stay at Nevis' crib. You know what I'm saying? Like, we would just be out, and then we just go to his crib, eat like barbecue or something in the middle, of, like six, five a.m. in the morning. Mm-hmm. I remember just waking up and be like in a like pool of sweat and like <laughs> like I just fucking got like kidnapped by Cambodians and shit like I'm in a fucking like, like a, Never do you a get hot? if it's not that hot I just don't need to cut the AC on where, man. Where, that. at what point do you turn it on you're like oh, it's, it, at what degree well, I'm when usually, he gets home well, I'm usually yeah I'm usually out in the daytime so when I come home at night like around 8 o'clock or 9 o'clock I cut it on for 3 hours and then cut it off but I get Yo, it I'm not because Never doesn't sweat and he's, he doesn't he doesn't get hot yeah no, but I'm not going to front. The first night I got here, I think it was Thursday night, we went to sleep, and I was like, I couldn't fall asleep. It was I, like, I did break down. I cut that shit on. Yeah, it but, was but, but, not, <laughs> but not for like two hours. I didn't even Yeah, it I just like, I left my room. I, I got to cut the AC on. I cut that shit on. I was, like so, one I was so... I know you was happy, right? I was so happy. I was like, <laughs> And then I, then I woke up again like around four in the morning and cut it off. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, that's, that's enough. You right a timer on his that's phone? Enough. That's enough. But yo, but 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 in your defense, like your AC, your electric bill is probably crazy. It is. Yeah. You have an, you still have an, you didn't have to replace the units. I didn't know. Yeah. See, I just put it. They just put a new unit on. That'll mine. make a huge I, difference. I put it. I have mine on twenty four hours. Oh, yeah. my, How much my, you usually pay? It's about one hundred and eighty dollars. Get out of here. Yeah, yeah. So it probably saved you yeah, five hundred a when, month. When I was right? in my old house. Yeah. yeah. When I was in my old so house. You gotta give me that info. 
Yeah, I don't even know. Well, I'm renting now. I sold my, but my, oh. my, my, my the house that I owned. It was all old shit. It would nah. be like four hundred and fifty dollars. Yeah, but you would have to drop bills. like twenty k or ten k for a new AC unit. If I know. You yeah, no, that, yeah. my AC like broke down, and it's so funny because they came and fits it, and he was like, I thought he said like, oh, it's gonna cost two thousand. So I'm like, all right, cool. I give him the credit card, and it was like my limit at the time was like maybe fifteen thousand. And he was like, no, not 2000 like 20000 Oh, I remember that. And I'm like, 20000 Are you? That's a lot. You can get like, a fucking car with that money. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't even drive. Which he still didn't do, but I'd rather stay hot. Fuck that, man. Oh, oh, but he did fix it, though. They fixed the AC unit, but still, to replace a whole yeah, unit. Yeah, but if you had to run it all day, it would be like 600 a, a month, right? Yeah, yeah, it would. That's crazy. Yeah, I ain't paying that much, man. <laughs> you have one so, unit? There's so, one unit? I have one unit, yeah. And I know oh, I'm you sorry, Sean. Unit for eight grand, no, it's all good. I'm not. I wasn't. I love I you. I love you, but I. Yo, Eddie, you gotta put him on, please. Shit. <laughs> 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 Poor Sean. He's like, man, I'm never coming over. No, I mean, I, I wasn't complaining. See, the, the, you brought the, it up. The, the, the positive and negative is, is I, you can stay with me, Sean, and I leave the AC on, but I, you'll have dogs, cats, and birds like biting at your <laughs> dick. While you're there. <laughs> Dude, yeah, so like Eddie, Eddie is like. When I first moved out here, Eddie was like the little Tay. He was like the, the biggest flexor of oh, Las Vegas. Shit. I don't even think Eddie knows who like, little Tay is. Little <laughs> so when I idea. first moved out Something here. Something trap related, I'm guessing. Eddie was like. I little said. nine-year-old Asian. Bro. So, oh, I know who you're talking about. I don't know so what he's saying. When I, when I moved out here, like, uh, never owned his. He just got his house. Mm-hmm. And I was like, fuck, man. Like. I never like seen motherfuckers owning their own house like this. It's crazy. That's what Andrew told us to do. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Because, like, but you never see like a DJ what? like in 2005. Like you've never seen a successful DJ like buy a house and be like, oh shit, like physically right. see it. You know what I mean? Eddie, Eddie had his house before I got mine. Exactly. So Eddie had Eddie so, was like the biggest like like flexor. He was no, so ghetto I, fabulous. Can I, can I quick? Can I yeah. start? Yeah. Can I start with like me and Eddie? We we signed with Light Group. Yeah, Andrew gave us bonuses. Yeah, and with that, with my bonus, I got my house. Yeah, with, me with too. Eddie, with God, Eddie's bonus, man, how big was that bonus? Was with Eddie got the basketball. With Eddie's bonus, yeah. he got a basketball court. Yeah, yeah. that's his basketball. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Yo, wait, uh-huh. yeah. you bought a whole basketball court? Yeah, it was he a, built one from scratch. It was a sport court, so it was basketball, volleyball, half tennis, court, right? Half court with a big like. Do you even park play light. sports, Eddie? I used to. That's now amazing. I'm an athletic supporter. Yeah, no, I used to. I love bed. I still never used the fucking court, but I always wanted. To, I always. I grew, listen. I grew up. There was the houses were on top of each other. We had no backyards, and Andrew put us in the position. And he and basically, I had already had my house. Like never said, but he gave us a, a substantial signing bonus yeah, to yeah. lock us in. But with, and and then he goes, go buy, go put a down payment on a house. And and, and ironically, it was the worst time to buy a house. Because the worst. I got so fucking ass raped. Fucking scumbags. It was literally. Was it 2008? Oh, it was the, no, no, no. It was, this was, it was three years before the crash. Oh, it was. The, so they bought it at its peak. You know what I mean? And the crash happened. And then oh. the crash happened. Yeah. Oh, it was ridiculous. Yeah. I mean, it was just you know, if I waited a few more. Uh, yeah, but who would have known? Who would have known? You don't know. And no, I was like, oh yeah, my yeah, fucking. I, I had like a four thousand dollar mortgage, and I could, if I waited a little extra, it probably would have been fifteen hundred dollars. How big was a house? It was a half acre. Over there. The house was about 2,500. 20, no, but it was... Yeah, he, he was the biggest flexor, yo. He was the biggest flexor. Yeah, but it wasn't for anything, you, but I don't like being yo, out of people. His, he was I updating his whip. He was updating his whip. I needed a compound. I don't want to leave my house ever, so I need to have a big backyard. Yeah, but Eddie, and I'm making up for years in Bayonne, New Eddie, Jersey, having no property at all. Eddie, you was updating your whip like... 
every every couple of years. Well, I well no, the first piece of shit I bought. <laughs> no, and I'm not even into cars. Okay, tell me what cars he had. Do you know? Yeah, I I remember at, in his hate when I, I had got a out, shitty Land Rover I remember you Freelander. Had the, 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 orange, orange, the orange one. That the Land Rover Freelander, the which had one. it was like Listen. a fucking Flintstones car. You, Listen, you the I, and I. That was if the Murano. I had that for 30 flexing. days. because No, and I'll tell you, I'm not flexing because they pulled the fucking deal on me. They said, oh, hey, we couldn't get you approved. I said, asshole face, I've been in the fucking car for a month. You're going to take the car back? <laughs> asshole face. I had to bring that car back, and then I got, I got the Infinity. And, that's, that's, and I was in that car for 13 years. So, uh, that was, it was an 03, and I, I got rid of it in you 12. Was he, this motherfucker 13. was flexing. He, yeah. no, I, I he was remember, getting some new, it was a new project. He was like, yo, I'm building a studio. Or something. You was doing something. Another new. thing I never used. <laughs> when we first started making money, Eddie, like, he was smart enough. He got a house. I was, yeah. like, buying platinum chains. Diamond earrings. Diamond crusted watches and shit like that. He was flat, yeah. Never was he had, he had that one watch or other colorful. I had, I had the, um, the dog tag with, with yeah. the with the N and diamond out. Yeah. 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 You had yeah. a Brentling. Yeah. 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 Did oh, you have a Rolex God. or no? Nah? I didn't have a Rolex. This dude was and, then, and I remember Andrew was talking to Eddie. He was like, yo, Eddie, what is never doing his money? Eddie's like, buying jewelry. jewelry <laughs> 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 spot like that? <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, but it, long story short is I wound up short selling my house and never still in his because I, I, I could, we both went, I think we both went for, um, I got scammed. I got part of it. I got a settlement and stuff. Some fucking oh, asshole from yeah. Philly fucking um, scammed me. Yeah. Shit. That's funny, man. Um. Wait, wait, wait. Oh, okay, wait, wait. I want to talk about how you uh, kind of, uh, you started this, like, I don't know, like a DJ agency kind of? Yeah, I mean, I, I, call, I call it a, a f- an entertainment resource agency. It's right. not, you know, my, my main focus is, is booking DJs. When, when did you start this? Like, how does this evolve? Uh, about three years ago. <laughs> three years two, ago? Uh, t- 2015, around, about a year after I moved back right, uh, right. from AC. Um, and, y- you know, I, I, my friend Jason Ojeda in New York mentioned it to me years ago. He's like, Eddie, you should start a, an agency. I oh, said, yeah. I, and I'm not really, I wasn't ready for it. I was DJing five nights a week. I was making good money. He I, does I, like wasn't s- a twinkle he does in my sound eye. now, right? Yeah, he's uh, he's crushing it. He's doing all the sound for the uh, MTV Raps uh, reunion in, at Barclays next week. Oh, wow. no way. Yeah, he's dope. doing all the Yeah, I, saw, I used yeah. to see him like in the clubs, like setting shit oh, up. Oh, he's I been around like, for He's fuck? one of my best friends. He's, he's so good. And his company, Global Audio Systems, is just That's smart. crushing the game right now. But uh, so, uh, you know, so I, I eventually said I was getting a little burnt out on DJing. I just didn't like the direction it was taking. And it wasn't really what I kind of got into it for, yeah. which is fine. I mean, but I, now I, I, I said this is a way for me to stay involved in this industry. I have 25 years in or so or 20-something years. But, but you know, parlay it into something different. And I, now I get the most pleasure off of giving other guys work that, that are hungry hey, and stuff like that. <laughs> hey. Oh, my God. <laughs> I was gonna follow that up with like so I, that was aggressive. Is, Holy that, is that on the business shit. card? Yeah, I give pleasure. I get pleasure from fucking hungry guys. <laughs> the motherfucker thing is, like, I was gonna say, I love when Eddie texts me like, "You free on Saturday? It's yours if you want it." Hey, like, hey, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. It's not my my cool story. Just turns into way worse than what it was. Holy shit, that's so bad. I don't even. Yeah. You want you want it? You want it? Yeah, it's all it's yours. yours. It's yeah. all yours if you want 10 it. Ten o'clock tonight. Hey, Four hundred bucks. <laughs> Saturday, just open up. You're down? I'm like, yeah, sure. Hey yo. What's going Holy on over here, man? Shit. I should just call it the AO agency. 
So how did I mean? How did that start? Just it started because well, you know, if you remember, like back, you know, um, when Light Group was growing, uh, you know, I, I pr- proposed to Andrew, not proposed to him, but uh, yeah, yeah. you know, I, I said I sat down with Andy and Andrew, and I said, listen. You guys are growing. You got the restaurants. You got the lounges, caramel, all this shit. I said, why don't you? Why don't we create a position? I want to step in as your program director and oversee all the DJ schedulings for all these places. Take that off your plate, and I'll do all the overhead music, all the music programming for the lounges. Programming iPod is what we did at the time. He's Andy, Andy's like done. Put a proposal together. I did, and we go down the list of all the things, all the responsibilities. I felt the the, the title should be. And, and he goes, yes, yes, yes. How much? I said, seven fifty a week. And he goes, five hundred. I said, done. And so I was overseeing all that, and I enjoy doing it. I really do. And so I basically, I'm just doing what I used to do for like. And then I then Hakkasan Group when they hired me, Neil Neil Moffat basically just said, you know, I'm just um, we want you to do for us what you did right. for Light Group. That's when I moved to Atlantic City. And now I'm just doing it on my own. So uh, my main two focuses are obviously booking DJs and and. Uh, programming overhead music for uh, restaurants, retail, casinos, you know, and I work closely with Shecky. With Shecky, Shecky has a company called Playback Prodigy that does all that stuff. So we kind of, you know, teamed up on a lot of that stuff. And it's great. That That's very tedious work. But, I mean, as far as booking DJs, I, I love it. I, I, I love, you know. you have any prima donnas on your list? Jamie? <laughs> I, I don't I don't ask for much. I'm like, yo, they're cool. He's like, do we have a Serato box there yet? I need an SL three or above. Or whatever. No, no, it was just, no, no, he's, no. He's been a, he's been a yeah. Pleasure. He's he just pleasure. one time two weeks ago. Th- I forgot like three weeks ago. We got double we got double booked, and I was like, yo, Eddie, did you book two DJs? Like, oh shit. Yeah, yeah. I, then, I was in this transition phase of when I quit smoking pot, so I was getting my my brains back. Yeah, in, in <laughs> you order. said that to me. I was no, like, I said I'm, I just quit smoking pot, so I'm just I'm like it was like another person doing those bookings. I'm like I don't know what they did, what, what pothead Eddie did. Luckily, another gig opened up. He's like, yo, you see in the in the in the no, place? No, worked out great. And he's just go do it. It's open if if you want. If it, it's up for you, if you want yeah. it. <laughs> and I was yeah. like, all right, cool. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> it's yeah. <laughs> But yeah. No. So uh, yeah. So I mean, I can't. I can't be happier. The only thing now is the scary thing is now, I feel like uh, I need to grab my balls and either start. You know, you know. I think DJing is actually, even though it's bringing in the most revenue for me. Yeah. It's also at the same time kind of getting in the way of me growing the business because I want to be able to go out and visit my the places that I book and that right, my right. clients and stuff like that and see other DJs are doing and I'm just DJing so it's tough it's like a, it's like a guy managing a restaurant that can't check on his tables because he's waiting tables at TGI Fridays or something like that mm-hmm. and, and just can't do it so I got to get out of my own way but as far as everything's going now I can't I can't be happier it's just I, I got to figure out how I'm going to take it to the next That's level That's an interesting uh point of view like actually wanting to stop DJing so you could just Handle yeah. the behind the scenes and all that shit. Yeah, I, yeah. I mean, I, I had fun. And I, now I, I want to get back to doing stuff that I want to do. Basically, and and you know, I don't want to go back to to this, but I, I did forget to mention when when you moved to Vegas. Well, at least when I moved to Vegas, it, it it's not about you anymore. Like I started DJing because I like certain kinds of music, and and I wanted to share my music with people who wanted to hear what I had. Right. You know, not we want we want you to execute basically playing the radio hits minus the commercials that's what it's become to me now i'm not really that inspired by Mm -hmm. you can't really break records right now Mm -hmm. you know vegas the first time you know when i saw that you could not break records is when you and flex played for the sema um Mm -hmm. party that we did at light Mm -hmm. and drop it like it's hot just came out which became a fucking monster you know what i mean but 
and Fletch is trying to work this record. He's like, just bringing it back. Probably about 15 times he brought the record back. And he's like, I'm not taking this for, I'm, I'm not accepting this reaction. I'm bringing it back. And he would like, and still nothing, nothing. Same thing like with the, with the in the club too. It's like you, you, mm-hmm. you know, you had to wait until it was popping and then people would react to it. Another one is um, Tipsy. Yeah, absolutely. Mm. Yeah. Jaquan. So yeah. That, that's yeah. when you, you really have to, you know, I didn't really have any desire to play fucking top 40 music. Well, why do you think that like changed? That. Why do you think that changed? I don't well, know, man. It's I, I, I don't know. I think uh, maybe, maybe because you're dealing with a lot of tourists that want what they want and they don't want. Wasn't you know, it no, like the birth of iTunes? I'm about to say that iTunes streaming shit like that. Well, I don't think stream. Well, it wasn't streaming at that no, time. No, it was um, iPods. Yeah, yeah, but it wasn't it more that new songs were breaking. They were going to iTunes first, or like it was going to the people first. It was more accessible to them through like Napster and like all those other little yeah. outlets. Yeah, because yeah. we were yeah. the we were like people used to look at the DJs for the music, but then the music went straight to the people. So there was like. We were the middlemen. There was no need for the middlemen at that time. Right. You had mentioned on another episode, like, you know, now we have to follow the leads of these kids that sit on Spotify and, or, or any of these other little streaming outlets, and they delegate to us what should be played. Right. I just, I just feel like a lot of the stuff that's popular and, and you know, is just not <laughs> club-friendly. I don't think it should be played in clubs. There's stuff that's for the cars. And then you guys would say at times, like, you know, this is a, the, one of the biggest songs you could play, but you got to get it in and out of it in, like, 25 seconds. Like, you can only play this verse and get that. Yeah. I'm like, you know, it, it, you know, it kind of bums me out a little bit. And I think it bums all of us out. That's why it's always refreshing to hear you guys chop it up in here because I, I, I know that I'm not alone in it. And you guys are still, you know. You know. I actually kind of like the music out right now. Yeah, yeah. Oh, well, I think a, a good example is like like this. <laughs> this is America, like, right? Like that's right. a huge Dude, record, huge. but we can't play it. Right? Yeah, it sucks. Right. I you gave know, up sucks, on like it sucks influ- for the club. It's influencers have hyped it up, and right. It, we had so nothing it has to do such with a it. demand for. Yeah, right, right, right. Well, I the mean. question is, is like it goes viral, right? Because all of these celebrities and all these people on Instagram, like you know, they like ret- repost it, mm-hmm. and then they say like genius, you know. Right, and they, they they build it up to this thing With fire. Yeah, yeah, and then like I don't know. I I think I've, I'm gonna give it a rest. Like I've been trying. I don't like the record that much, but I'm like, yo, let me try it. And I think I'm like I'm gonna cut off from it from a little bit just because like it's not popping. Like, and it's it just doesn't like, mean that's bad. And it it was an amazing project, but it's just some things are just regret. not. You hate me. You're not feeling that record either, right, Sean? This what the, the, this is America. No, sure. I was like, it's not right for the club. But no, right. what I was gonna say about the music is, I thought the seventy BPM like frenzy would finally fade out, and it just never did. So it's like, I don't know how you can get energy besides pop that. I don't. It's too like you know, sleepy. You think so? I mean, a lot of that shit. Besides, like. No, they, there's always a handful of, like, all I do is win and all that shit, but those are old records. Like, I'm saying the new, new. I mean, Bodak like, Yellow. Amigos and stuff you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, that one's a big yeah. record, right. too. Right. A lot of, I don't, the Migos. And I don't hate on the Bodak Yellow. What? what? Like, like I thought. Well, uh, half of our Cardi B shit right now is, is in the 70s. What do you mean? Like, like, 80% of all music is 70 BPM. But, yeah. it, does it, but does it have to be? Because now. And, no, and that's I, what I'm saying. I'm, I, I really like Cardi B, and I like that, that Bickenhead record, but it's like 78. Yeah, but it's got like a boom bap vibe to it too. Why couldn't they just make it at like ninety five? Well, the, the thing is, don't you think that the new generation has a new BPM? Of I think what, you're right. What's got to be what it is. Yeah. Like, yeah. 
girls have a certain BPM like that they react to. Like right? for example, like the Louisiana bounce, that kind of bouncy, like kind of like no limit, yeah. plain Jane. That's all like between ni- eighty five to and like ninety, 90 right? Yeah. Yeah. I love plain Jane. I, think that's yeah, a dope I love record. that fucking record. I love but it. then there's this like seventy BPM that's just kind of popping that at shoot, the same time the, too. The shoot uh, dances yeah. all seventy. But like BPM. The, yo, there's t- there's tons of records at that speed, man. That everyone's just dancing to. It's just an a new era of BPM that everyone's just dancing it's, to, and man. That's, yeah, I, I, I can't, and do I'm, you, I, I don't want to hate on it. Do you I, remember, I just, like... I just can't get in tune to it. Do you, got, do you guys remember, like, the era... Like, it was a small era, but it was, like... I think it was, like, Rihanna SOS when shit was, like, a little, like, 140. Yeah. yeah I just course. think, like, certain things sticks and certain mm. things don't. Yeah. And it's just, like... But it's also... Know? every Music is cyclical, like, historically. I think, you know, it's... It'll it has to change eventually. You know, yeah, it but when does. it was when it would be cyclical, we'd go like the house would be at the forefront, and then hip hop would kind of try and refine itself again or whatever. Yeah. But it would always come back as something that we were familiar with, like but, dance, like party stuff. But and remember, I think when the, the seventy BPM came, I, I was just like, "This is what it, this is what it came back with," and I just couldn't get no, it. No, I know. I and another good example of it being cyclical is remember, like when you moved here, or even when I was at, coming out here. Um, so just like do guest spots or whatever they had a list of well first of all they didn't want reggae in the club i remember that and then they unless it was like bob marley or whatever yeah could you be but loved and yeah like maybe murder she wrote but like now 30 seconds. but now reggae is like relevant again you know yeah it, yeah, yeah but like it's like this it's this retar- like stupid yes and no version yes and of no. reggae i mean well, i mean you know cr- i mean the reggae-ish sound right that 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 the mumbaton kind of yeah 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 i was hijacked by like the yeah no i'm not saying like classic dance yeah well i think too like i think like Hooker said, there's a generation, like, their BPM is too indifferent, and I think they associate that certain BPM with a hit. Right. So, good yeah. or bad, like, anything that comes out of the South is usually 80 BPM and under, right. out of the South. Like, right. there, there's no one in the South making, like, 100 BPM records besides, like, Jermaine Dupri when he was doing it, maybe, Yo, right? Yo, there's certain times in a room, sometimes I'll be in a room right, spinning. Right, Chris would do some, yeah. yeah. I'll, be in a cer- I'll be in a room spinning sometimes, and I'll be playing uh, 95 to, you know, 100 BPM shit. And the crowd would just be like, oh, this is cool. Right. And then as soon as I hit 70, they wild the fuck out. No, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, so it's, it's like, exactly I already know, like, yo, like, if it's like a younger crowd, like, I know they want 70 BPM. And right. then maybe later in the night, the 100 or the 90 might hit. Right. Yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? But, yeah. like, they don't warm up that way. They warm up to the 70 BPM shit. Oh. Um, and I think it's just, it's like associated with hits. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I totally, I, I feel what you're saying. But remember... Uh, D, we was talking about, like, kind of like, you know, how, because, I mean, all of us, we, you know, Sean, you know, me, uh, Neva, Eddie, D, to a certain degree, too, like, we've gone through kind of decades of music, right? So, like, the question is, is, like, what is the next stage? You know, because, like, you know. Yeah, I mean. I mean, it's like, we've been through, like, the hip-hop to kind of, like. Open format like rock classics. It was so good it's when you can EDM. get away, get away with that stuff. It's yeah. like there's no genres left, <laughs> right? But there's like, and then it went to EDM, and right. then it kind of went back to like hip hop. Yeah, and we're like, I think we're in a hip, obviously a hip hop stage, hip-hop. right? Yeah, uh, yeah, we're in a hip hop stage. Yeah, mm-hmm. and then so like the question is, what do you think? Like, I was talking to D, like, what if, what do you think is gonna be next, yo? I don't know. I think it's gonna go back to like EDM or house. Nah, I think it's gonna go a little into the dance hall shit. 
I mean, House hasn't made a resurgence in many years, like in, in, into the mainstream. We we got, you know, the whole EDM wave around what two thousand eight well, or something. Well, like I was that. telling Crooked the reason that happened too is because the guys that were putting on music were just making hits. Right. The that hasn't right. happened in a few years. Yeah, and then there was that fusion. A lot of the fusion well, stuff. I mean, too. and then even like Calvin David, Harris, he's not making house but anymore. But that's right. by choice, you know. Like but like that's what I would love shit. it to do. I I would love if it went in that direction. I right. think Calvin Harris's latest album is just amazing. He took guys that you would never hear on those kind of records, and mm. everybody crushed it. Even Little Yachty. Yeah, that, you know, like he took Khalid. It just, and yeah, it was dope. What a great concept. The only problem is you slide was one of the best things I've ever heard. Yeah. No, the only problem is you should be able to play that stuff in the clubs, right, and you just but, don't. Well, and that's what. That, but, but it's not. We found love, Rihanna. Yeah. No, it's not. That was know. a very traditional formula that he was using, and then he it came back monster. with this working with people that that you wouldn't think that he would work with, putting them on tempos and BPMs and productions that. But the never energy, heard the energy's just a little good. off. Like the Calvin Harris, the new Calvin Harris shit. The energy's just a little off. Like. Compared to yeah, of course. the you know obviously the earlier records he did like with Rihanna and stuff like well, that. Well, those were one twenty eight records. Even and, though and I now we're in a seventy state of seventy BPMs and he's yeah. doing you well, know slide, slide is one hundred five. We yeah. we become accustomed to his hits. So when he did something different, it was like we missed the old Calvin Harris. Like come yeah. with some of those hits. No, yeah. but he can't even do that no more because that sound is played out to, to yeah. a certain no, that's, degree. Yeah, that's I don't slide records. Yeah. It's so good. I didn't know thought it was the, um, Migos in that. See, uh, I like Slide a cash lot. Cash Out, I like. I love that song. Cash yeah. Out is there was, great. There the was other one, um, was it Feels? Um, feels with feels Chris good or, uh, Katie Perry. Feels. Yeah, just feels, feels yeah, 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 okay, yeah. yeah. This is all great. I mean, I like his new record with... Uh, I, I, I was oh, with, uh, with um, one kiss? Dua Lipa? Yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah, great. That's a dope record. That's, that's a, a great, great record. record. The only thing is there's nothing to lead up to it. There's nothing in that BPM that you can continue... Mm-hmm. Into that. that, you can only play that, and then you got to play like honestly. If you got to do an EDM set, or if you have to do a 128 BPM set now, it's gonna be all old shit. Yeah, for now, the most or, part. Or yeah. you're just gonna be playing like filler, like mm-hmm. get your hands up, bam, 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 uh, kind of yeah, shit, yeah, yeah. or like remixes I mean? of something current but in a house form. Yeah, yeah. Or you'll be right. playing like you know, sh- honestly, like I'm telling you, like with Vegas, uh, big rooms, uh, even though it's a hip hop room, you kind of have to play like. These um, what do you call it? Cryo records. You gotta throw it in. in you gotta set. throw in like a trap remix or like this EDM remix. Oh, like Kygo, Ky- you meant? Or cry? Who? Cry- uh, I mean, cryo, cryo, like, cryo. Oh, cryo. But I'm like, that's I mean, like. I feel like that's more for a main room, even. But I mean, you do need it in every. Did room. you guys like? You guys down with like the whole tropical shit? I mean, I liked it for like a month. And what then tropical? Then it, shit? Like yeah, the tro- like tropical like, house, like, like Matoma and stuff like that. Matu- Matoma. Matoma. He did like that oh. Rock Boys. One he did that uh, the biggie um, what was the biggie? Uh, don't you want? Uh, uh, uh. I don't know you're talking. Uh, no. Yeah, yeah, no, you know, it was huge. Okay, I, I, <laughs> I want that old thing back. That old thing back. I want that old thing back. Yeah, what, what? it was Biggie and somebody else, and then Matoma did that, or like who's Matomba? Really, you didn't hear any of that stuff when it came out. Okay, okay. Right. He was I, I got to research that. Yeah. Oh. oh yeah. yeah, no, he was like he was like one of these. Be- and I, moral of the story is, I liked it when it came out. I was like, okay, this is like he's doing a lot of like hip hop vocals, like yeah, that, yeah, are, yeah. that are familiar over these different kind of almost like what Calvin did. Mm-hmm. And then it just got well, so repetitive well, and so like fucking. Oh, so there were like blends. You mean? No, they weren't. But they were actual original productions that he would oh. just jack with the. Uh, What's like, it like? Like um, Kygo Bo- shit. Bo- 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 no, no, like, what would I, can, I'm trying to think. 
Like Kygo stuff? Yeah, like Kygo's like the king yeah. of like tropical what stuff. What BPM was it? About 100. 100? Yeah. Oh. 100 to 105. What was his name? Matoma. Matoma? And then Kygo. I know Kygo. Yeah. Shit. Yeah. I mean, like, what, what, what's that, uh, the new Diplo and uh, uh, Mark Ronson group? Yeah. Like, they just teamed uh, up Silky City? Silk City. Silk City. Silk, Silk City. They're trying to do, like, a, like a disco house. Yeah. It's, like, tribute to, like, yeah, uh, you know. So, like, that whole disco house scene is, like, popping in New York. And uh, Eli Escobar, mm-hmm. who actually, uh, he, uh, he's a homie, uh, actually grew up in the same building. But he does a party called Tiki Disco. And he started that, I don't know, years ago, bro. Mm-hmm. And it was all like kind of disco and house, disco house. And then um, MoMA does a Wednesday with him. Um, and, you know, they've been doing that disco house and kind of Afro beat and all That's of that great. shit. And every time I go there and I listen to their, that, uh, listen to the music that night, mm-hmm. it's so like raw and just like sexy. And like, it reminds me of like a 2018 shelter. So what is it like um house yeah, and like seventies disco? Yeah, or? man. It's just like it's like seventies disco, but it's just like looped and it'll just like it'll have like slight breakdowns and then it'll build up a little bit mm-hmm. and then it'll just have these like wild percussions and like it's just dope, man. It's like great. I can't I can't really explain it, but I think like maybe Diplo and uh Mark mm-hmm. Ronson were kind of trying to follow or like uh push that wave yeah. a little bit more too as well. Mm-hmm. And then and then maybe like create this new genre so like that was one of the things that me and d talked about is like like wouldn't it be amazing if this disco house shit actually no that'll be that'll be amazing you know like if it like it it, it lived uh, years ago and it was very big like soul searcher i can't get enough we talked about mojo before all all the star and then then also i forgot we forgot to mention eddie when you used to do um foundation room you used to play like all disco. I was like really like just direct R and B and disco, like prelude shit. You used to be there with the OG. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The yeah. OG man. <laughs> yeah, Damn. no, it was great. That was fucking dope, man. Yeah, Those I think are, uh, I think Afrobeat has the potential to blow, but um, I don't know. I guess maybe not in Vegas right away. Yeah, then you know we'll catch on. It'll catch on out here after it catches. Like you it's know, catching I mean, it's on, huge. You know, it's catching on in New York. It's yeah. huge in Toronto, like Vancouver, yeah. like Wizkid, like yeah, all that yeah, kind of yeah, stuff. Yeah, he's so good, so good. He needs to come to the U.S. more. He keeps like canceling yeah. shows and shit. Like, really? Yeah. He's he was so he was good. at like supposed to be at Coachella and he just canceled his shows. He's like, oh, yeah. I'm not coming. Yeah, shit like that. Well, I mean, uh, you know, they have you know, uh, Black Coffee's been playing out here. You know, over at when they signed him, and I and I think it's a, I commend the. How is that Black Coffee? I he's so well. dope. He's I so he well. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I know. The, I think the first couple of times could have been a little bit better, but it's also you got to tune it's Vegas. Adjusting, yeah, yeah, yeah. So you know, but he's amazing. Like really, like he's dope. Yo, he's, been he's been around forever, yeah. bro. But he'll he's great because I, you know I love acapellas and he'll do like a lot of like old school like New York house music acapellas that I'd hear like Danny Teneglia play maybe back in the day, and the beats are there. I love percussion, anything tribally or you know soca or Afro beat, and yeah, stuff yeah. like that. But it's just that. Yeah, I heard he's We're really not good. in a very groovy place in Vegas musically. It's not very groovy. It's not very funky. It's not Vegas. Not moving. No. Yeah. yeah. So I mean, it's gonna. It's a, it's a big step, you know, to try and you know sell these people on it in today's musical market. climate. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> yo, um, I got a funny fucking story. Uh, so like, it actually happened on Friday. And uh, I was taking, a, I, I took a lift to uh, to uh, One Oak where I was spending with uh, 
Uh, D, sorry. And um, guess who was my driver? And, Frank and Richards. <laughs> who? No, who? It was Gold Chains. Do you remember him? Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> Do you remember this Are guy? You fu- the guy from Pure? The guy from Pure. Yeah, Mikey Goldchains or Johnny Goldchains? Mikey Goldchains. Mikey Goldchains. Yo, so. I forgot, yeah, you sent me that test. <laughs> big, big muscle head guy that used to, you know. Yeah, so yeah. this dude was, was he the owner of Pure? No, he was like Stevie D's like right hand man. No, that was like his, that was like his dude. Okay. He's like henchman or whatever you want to call it. I so mean, he henchman. used to do the door. So this dude used to do the door at Pure, right? And remember like the dress code? Remember you guys would come visit me and be like, yo. Oh, that was like the best party ever, the Tuesday party. Yeah, yeah. But remember the dress code when we had to go in to Pure? Oh, like the shoes. You had to wear like, like black shoes like, or you had yeah. to wear mm-hmm. shoes. I'm, that was the most fucked up shit when I first moved out here. Yo, you used to dress crazy, bro. I'd come out here, you'd have on like the collared shirt. And yeah, the- so you had to come, you had to like, even if you were a DJ in the industry, you had to wear a collar shirt. And you had to wear shoes, like hard bottoms. Oh no, yeah. it, was, it was insane. Even it, light, we used to have a, a rack of shoes at the elevator before I you go in. That. And if you didn't have sneakers, no way. they'd have like a rack of like Payless shoes. I like what size? It's like a bowling alley. It's like what size are you? Uh, you know, twelve. Okay, there you go. I remember I had to wear some one time. They were it's like, crazy. "Yo, you gotta go pick out some shoes." Yeah, and Ste- and yeah. With, with crooked with, with pure Stevie would stand at the door with every. Dress code violation on while Stevie delegating. Is the, Steve is the owner. Stevie was the owner, so he'd have a baseball cap on, New Balances, jeans, and a T-shirt, and he'd he'd be standing there. Nope. Like, oh, we have a dress code. It's like, wait, did a guy with sneakers, jeans, and a ha- and a baseball hat just tell me? So I gold can- chains would be like, I th- man, I you want <laughs> like he's like from like was he from New York? Where's he? I think though. He's like, yo, man, I told you once, I told you twice, no sneakers, no sneakers, I told you twice, no sneakers. Dude, I have fucking video of this guy. It's crazy. I was, oh, he was, so like I get straight <laughs> out of Knights of the Rock. Oh, video, you Night mean of the video of, cheese ball. of you in the lift. In the lift, and he's telling me about Pure and how <laughs> the he good went, old days. And he went to jail. No, he's just saying like, I went to jail for taxes. So literally, I was like, fuck, where's my phone? Um, I was... Dude, I was in, um, oh, so like I'm, I get in my lift. He's like, hey, you fuck, are you rich? And I'm like, yeah, and I get inside. How you doing? He's like, where you going? Where you going tonight? And I'm like, I'm going. he's like, you going to One Oak, right? And he's like, that's an old club. And I'm like, oh, he's like, yeah, why don't you go to Omnia? And I'm like, well, I got to work there. He was like, oh, yeah? He's like, you know, I used to own Omnia. It was called Pure back then and blah, 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 blah. He just started going through. He's like, I went to jail for that. And I was like, yo, so were you the guy... <laughs> That everyone was talking about with the custom made suit. So like this dude Gold Chains went to jail because um they used to get tipped like a monster out there in front of the door, right? And he what did he go to jail for? That I don't think there was there were ever maybe they never declared they those. Declare they, he didn't declare any of these taxes. These tips on, yeah. on the I mean he didn't declare any taxes on the tips that he was making. Right. And they he literally had a custom made suit. Where he could stuff the tips into and oh, no wow. one could find it. You didn't know that? <laughs> no, that's amazing. Wow, that's great. Great idea. So he, he would make yeah. this custom suit, right? So like, uh, and he would have this custom suit and I guess in the track or somewhere along yeah. behind the, the, you know, on somewhere in the pant leg on both sides of the legs, mm-hmm. he could he could like roll the, the dollars up and he could just kind of push it down and it would just keep pushing down towards the leg. Wow. That's just sounds that's amazing, like a smuggle, by the way. which is great. That's a great idea. So he had like multiple suits that he would just do that with, and he went up, ended up going to jail, I guess, for that. T- and then it changed the whole industry because 
all the waitresses and uh because they were getting tipped madness they were getting tipped and they weren't declaring a lot of that shit right uh, i guess no, i don't wasn't, know yeah. and it just changed the industry like when that happened yo it's a bug. Yeah. yo he was driving my lift that's amazing yeah, yeah. how the mighty i got fallen. the fuck i gotta find a at video, least he man. got out of jail right yeah <laughs> i think yo i think he took the l on that though i, I think there was yeah because he said he was the owner yeah i don't know about that yo i got it right here yeah, we would. I remember going to like the, the club, and you just be like, "Yo, man, every time you come with the sneakers, yeah, those sneakers, and, and, yeah, and, and remember, yeah, because we, it wasn't me, it was, <laughs> it, it was, it, and it was funny because, because Steve wore sneakers, Steve wore sneakers. Oh, yo, can we go through the back door? Yeah, show me how to go. Oh, okay. I was like, can you go through the yeah, back door? Yeah, like, <laughs> Pause. I don't know. Pause. Good one, Eddie. How are you learning here? Yeah, Steve, Steve would never let anybody. In those days, and it was funny. Bro, I didn't let LeBron James in with sneakers. Really? Oh, bro. I didn't. Listen to me. Steve was so nuts with sneakers. He, 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 it wasn't me. Everybody thought that it was me. I didn't give a fuck if guys wore their underwear. What did I care? I, was, I did the door. I, Steve I was my cousin. I was with him 30 years. He wouldn't let anybody win sneakers. LeBron. No, well, 80 athletes did not come in with sneakers. He didn't let anybody in. The only guy he ever let in with sneakers was Lennox Lewis. And he was a boxing fan, so Steve let him in. And then, like, two years later, the dress code changed and people started getting in with sneakers. Yeah, yeah. I had a, f a fight with Chris Angel. You know, man, make a left here. Yeah, I had a fight with Chris Angel one time because he was wearing sneakers. No, oh. I, I, he, not Chris Angel. He brought the guy who owned uh, the horse, Affliction. Oh, and the guy was wearing a white like douchebag fucking fiesta. And I say Chris. You know, I I like Chris all the time. You know, I took care of him no matter what. You know, he was friends with Steve, friends with me. You know, he was a big you know big star in the city. I said, Chris, he's wearing a wife beater. I go, Steve's going to fucking kill me if I let this guy in. I said, I can't let him in. He goes, well, call Steve. So I called him. I said, I'm not going to deal with this. I knew, I knew if Steve fucking let, if I let him in, he would have went nuts. Was it Christian Artigé? That's what, that's what it was. Yeah, Christian, Christian Artigé. Artigé. <laughs> and we had a club called Christian Artigé. I know. Yeah, you you right. remember? And then you gave him a club later? Yeah. No. No, he had the club before that. Wait, you still wouldn't let him yeah, in? Yeah, we still didn't let him in. Damn. No, I know. I take that back. I did wind up letting him in. Yeah. Steve let him in. I, I just couldn't let him in because, you know, fucking Steve was going to go fucking nuts. Who the fuck is wearing a fucking life beater? <laughs> the guy we gave a club to. Yeah, the guy we he took his name. <laughs> Do I drop you off here? Yeah. All right. <laughs> oh my dude, God. that was hilarious. How do you? How can you even ask if that guy's from New York? Yeah. yeah, yeah <laughs> that I, I don't know. It's like some Philly motherfuckers sound like that uh, sometimes. No, right? I, I was, that was straight up. Uh, That's Bridge and Tunnel, New York. Yeah. I was shot. I was. He's awesome though. I want to get him on a podcast. Yeah, <laughs> honestly, that, that's not. No, you gonna go back to contact driver. He probably has so many crazy <laughs> stories. <laughs> <laughs> on the lift app, dude. I would have never thought that I would have 
That's crazy. He must be still doing like he must be like delivering like guns in his car and then posing as a I can't believe you. He's still doing some illegal shit. That's amazing. Yeah, he's got. I'm saying I don't. I don't buy the lift shit. Like that's a cover. But you know what? You know, even with all the beef, I was like busting balls on him. But there's it just it seems like there's no more personalities like that. Everybody like he has this. There's like the legend of Johnny Mike Johnny Goldchange or whatever his name is. He has like this. He had this presence about him. Same thing like back in New York. There were like these. Infamous door people or infamous promoters. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Now yeah, everything yeah. is just even hosts back in the days. We used to have like a Marklin Kennedy or right, right, you right. know, and these guys they they had very big personalities. Now it's just everything's just kind of oh yeah, and it's like there's a dozen of them at the door. Yeah, just all yeah, yeah. The same I mean, yo, personalities. Dude, that I, nobody really I go to clubs nowadays. I don't know who to talk to. No. Yeah, it's weird. Like it's, it changes. Like the guy at the door changes so like yeah. so much, man. Yeah, mm-hmm. I don't know what the fuck's going on. What's good is that we're always good because like all the guys from our generation of coming up are now in the front offices of these places. Yeah, they call it like they've. Darren, you Darren, you seem to know all the motherfuckers every time I go. Yeah, you need to know like one of them, right? Yeah, usually, which is which is cool, but it's because they came up slowly. Like they might have been like. A buster or like an entry level like oh, so VIP host during the whole come and up, now yeah, they yeah, like yeah, yeah. are like running the doors or whatnot. Yeah, mm-hmm. well, like I know what you're saying. Like a lot of times, it's like real robotic now. Like very robotic. Like just very few people you know, have like real personalities. It's just, corp- it's just right. corporate. It doesn't allow you to right. like be you know anything. But isn't there but, a way to be know, corporate and still stand out, or do you have so. to be like yeah. this uniform demographic, this uniform personality? If yeah. you, if if any personality. Yeah. I know. Is yeah. it is it possible? I don't, I don't, I don't know. know. I mean, I would I, I would like to say that it is. I mean, I think it it adds to the entertainment experience when you have these these personalities that you yeah. connect with and stuff like that. I mean, that's really what it's all about. I mean, obviously, it's a bottom line business right now. It's not about you know as soon as that cash register stops ringing, whether you got them in the palm of your hand or not, the fucking party's over. You know what I mean? And that's fucked up. And then all these people want to do is really cash in on their investment, which is all this booze that they spent. Now they're drunk, they're feeling good, they want to dance, and it's like, well, you're not spending anymore. So last song, Cricket, or last song, you know what I mean? Yeah. Parties that can go on for another hour, hour and a half. That's true. Like, even if it was somewhat kind of empty, like, they would still keep the club going. If there, was, like a, if there was a if there was a party going, yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, light was notorious for it. I mean, we used to have some late ones at light, and we, then we would just play for the fucking I've, staff. Sometime. But I've never seen like a, a room of like two hundred, like two hundred people, and then everyone just being like, "All right, there's no bottles, kick everyone out." I've never seen that. I I, I, never, I mean, I see it more now. I used to, yeah, oh yeah, but yeah, I don't. Yeah, yeah. I never Back saw that before. Days, right? Yeah, uh, it wasn't like that. No, I mean a little bit probably towards the, the tail end of Jet when I was there. I, I remember James or somebody or, who, you know, whoever it was at the time, like, you know, all right, let's wrap it up. Like, yo, there's fucking all these people here that are dancing. Yeah, yeah. Because my favorite time of the night was after three. And, you know, it's yeah. like you played all the shit for everybody all fucking night. And now I, I, I always used to say, if you're here at three, you're listening to my shit. Now I know you're here for the long run. And then, then I would just start playing like, you know, whatever the fuck I wanted. You know, right. I was like you said, like, that's the time where you can. <laughs> Just do whatever the fuck you want. Yeah, I mean, don't get me yeah, wrong. I have my hand on my fucking laptop that's, plug. That's like exactly right, though. Like the mm, last, the last hour and a half when a DJ is like DJing, it's yeah. like that's when he's really just fucking around. Yeah. Oh, and it's so much fun. But you don't yeah. get that anymore, man. No. Uh, now it's yeah. Because you get, you know what it is. You get a closer, right? Who closes and he ends up doing another prime time set. Yep. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. And that whole shit just gets fucked up. Yeah. 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 I get to do it at Alibi once in a while. You know. 
Oh, and yeah. well, and there was a night, there was a night in Alibi. I, I played from 10 p.m. to 8:45 a.m. What? No way. Uh-huh. I actually left and then came back. I was about to go to valet, and I came back and I, Craig O'Keefe was managing. I said, "Craig, do you mind if I go back on?" It was just such a good night, and this is when I was playing. It was really? mostly like I was playing like Mainline and like all, all like yeah, all man. like disco records, mm-hmm. like you know. And it was just they moved the tables out of there. Everybody's just dancing. I was like, I can't fucking stop now. But my shift was over. Whatever, ten to four, or whatever I did, or ten to two. And then I left, and I said, Craig, can I go back on? He's like, are you fucking kidding me? And I, and I went, and it was until about 8.45 in the morning. What? Yeah, wow. Were they pissed? No. It, no. Um, uh, Alibi used to be a 24-hour venue. Oh, okay, yeah, okay. it used to be 20. Now it's uh, like noon to five now. Yeah, so they didn't mind. Like everybody stayed, everybody stayed, kept drinking, and I didn't. I didn't want a dime extra. I just, I was doing it. I was going to say, like, did they break bread? But no, that's it was my idea. I, 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 you know, I got to cherish the nights that I enjoy DJing because there's so few and far between. I got to fucking <laughs> milk them. Well, I mean, have you have you guys noticed like when you guys are spinning? Like I don't know. I've kind of noticed like some of the lighting guys that I deal with, they don't know how to de- uh, do lighting for hip hop. Right. Because a lot of them are coming from like house backgrounds or they, uh, I mean, the main thing with that is they light the room up too much. Well, that's, that's one thing. I mean, but, yeah. but they get, they also get a lot of direction from, you know, the people that, you know, a lot of the DJs, a lot, even the house guys, they, especially some of the older guys, they want a, a darker vibe on the floor. Everyone This way when there's an explosion, it's so, but the, the fucking, the powers that be and the, whether it's the managers or marketing guys, they want it like turned up all night or whatever did i just say turned up (laughs) (laughs) you're getting young again eddie (sighs) what's next lit um but um but 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 i think you can run them as long as you're running at the right tempo if you approach it like a house uh um lighting program you could still draw some energy from from but i I also think it like requires the lighting guy to know the hip-hop records records, right absolutely because just blaze even mentioned something like how he um, programs his hip hop beats, and he he's like, oh, I'm a househead, you know. I program it like this: buildups, right, breakdowns, right. so you know, peaks and valleys, and that and that's when he, I think he mentioned um, a Jay Z, you don't know, or something like that, or, or no, uh, public service announcement. He yeah. referenced to that, but I think if the lighting guys approach it the same way, as long as they, but they do have to know the formula of the hip hop record. But I brought this up earlier uh, when we were talking about like the 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 confetti cryo moments. Even mm-hmm. even now, it's like. It's like we're messaging the lighting guy to be like, okay, n- here's the it's cryo, time, here's time the to time do for it. cryo. Yeah. But there's certain hip hop songs that they could just start doing that shit. Right. You know what I mean? I mean, like, what songs? I mean, even like Dreams and Nightmares, if I was to play that right now, you know, when he goes, like, hold up, wait a minute, y'all thought that was finished? <laughs> mm-hmm. Like, cryo should be hitting right there. You know what I'm saying? You're saying yeah. that like it happened to you somewhere. Huh? Did that happen to you somewhere that you're saying it or that no? That they don't have cryo? No, that you dropped that and they didn't and do it. Happened. No, I mean, it's in a lot of venues that they don't know. Yeah. I mean, there's uh, there's one lighting guy uh, at Omnia. His name is Rain. He's fucking phenomenal. Cause I, like, he, I like Rain a lot. Yeah, yeah. Rain like knows the hip-hop songs. Yeah. So he'll take it upon himself to find well, those he, little Well, he likes hip-hop, spots. so he knows. Yeah. So when he knows, like, especially, like, you know, I got that New York quick mixing, drop it from the one. So he's like... Like oh boom like oh shit he just dropped that boom and he'll hit it or like he'll know when I bring a record back like if I play motorsport I don't do this but if I played motorsport and I cut it back to the beginning where it's like boom 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 you know just the keys he'll black the room out but it's because he knows the hip hop Mm -hmm. but then you got some of these lighting guys that just 
they'll just keep the keep lighting it, going, going. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, well, a break should be, a, you know, a beatless part of the record, whether it's a break or right. an intro, is should, should be uniform no matter what the genre. Just black the fucking room out if you don't. I mean, maybe, maybe some of them aren't paying attention, but yeah. I mean, we were talking about this for a little bit, never just like. I'll DJ sometimes and they'll, like a cryo moment will only happen once when I feel like in a set it could happen like four more times. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't have to be only when I play like turn down for what. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. But like I feel like that's just the only thing that the lighting guy knows and he's like, oh, okay, like I guess now's the cryo time. Or like right. pop that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, oh, okay, this is hip hop cryo mm-hmm. time. Mm-hmm. You yeah. know what I'm saying? When there's other moments that could be cryo time, you know, like. Right. Like confetti blast can go through plug walk or some shit like that, you know? Yeah. And it'll just keep everyone a little bit more engaged. But I feel like when we're doing hip hop, they're just like, I don't know any of these new songs. I don't like any of these new songs. Right. This isn't a cryo moment. And it's like, this is kind of a cryo <laughs> moment. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you <laughs> almost need them more for the ones that aren't as big. Yeah, records. just yeah. to let yeah. everyone know, like, holy shit, like, yo, this is a big record. Like, yeah, like, yeah. this is a, and it will make it even bigger. You know what I mean? Yeah. And yeah. it's like I feel like I have to be on the mic more to amp it up more because the lighting isn't going together with the music. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe it's just me, but there's a science behind it. Just like there's a science to a DJ programming your set the right way, and they need to approach it like it's a, a yeah. It's, it's like not just you know, strobe break, strobe break. Like you're D, they, you don't notice pre- this sometimes, or no? Yeah, for sure. I just think um, for lighting guys, programming lights for house is I don't want to call it easier because I don't know their job and I don't want to disrespect them, but I feel like. They're all at the same tempo, and there's so many. There's like very similar peaks and valleys in house. Like you might right. have a vocal buildup or like a beat buildup, and you might have like a hard drop, and they can like prepare the cryo right at that moment. Whereas with hip hop, it could be like a wordplay that sets the song second. off, or it could be like like we talked about Icy Girl. Like her voice sets the song off. That can't stop, won't stop. Right. Like different things set hip hop records off. You know what I mean? Like so maybe they need to take the time out to understand hip hop a little bit better. Whereas with house, it's like a little bit of a formula that they probably know. Or I just, their I just sense it that. at certain venues that I've been spinning at. And even when I go out of town, just like the lighting guy does not know the hip hop, yeah. but it doesn't mean like it has to affect, like he's got to stay up on the shit. You know what I mean? Yeah. Just like a DJ would have to. Yeah. You know yeah. who I used to love is uh, Sean Garino from, from oh, yeah. Tao. From Tao. He would know like records. Like he would know like he when to like hit the cryo or hit like strobes or hit, blackouts like or like just make everything red or just yeah. do certain things and he was on point with the music. I mean to be honest a good lighting guy can make a, a bad pl- a bad DJ look good yeah you said that last time yeah yeah I mean like yo like I there's times when I fucked up a mix and like this lighting guy would black it out and he would just give me like a good reset yeah. and wouldn't make me look stupid you know what I mean or yeah. he would just maybe amp a song up a little bit more with the lights or some shit you know what I mean yeah. but yeah. I don't know man yeah I mean uh I mean, that's pretty much, you know, anything else we want to touch on and we're good? Anybody? Anybody? <laughs> anybody? anybody? We're looking around. We're like, anybody? Anybody? Nah, man. Are we good? You know what? Yeah. I'm actually tired as fuck, man. Okay. <laughs> and that's <laughs> when we end the podcast. A couple of days. Oh, man. He's got eight gigs. He's got eight gigs, right? Yeah. In six days. Yeah. You're not working tomorrow, are you? I am. Last one tomorrow? Yes. Oh, shit. Are you doing double tomorrow? No, nah, just one. Ah. Uh. All right, man. Well, we're we gonna out end here. Yo, big shout to Sean Perry. Thank, Thank you, you very much. Thanks, Sean Perry. Thank you to Eddie McDonald. Eddie McDonald. Thanks, 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 fellas, man. Thanks, fellas, for coming through. Yeah, yeah. Appreciate it, man. A lot man. of fun. A lot of laughs. Thank you for <laughs> <laughs> We could have kept going another half. All right, peace. All right, y'all.